What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How are you? How you doing today? It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. Last one was essentially number three, right? The pregnancy podcast. Um, I did the little in-betweener, the 3.5 pickup tactics. And, and I think moving forward, that's going to be the plan. The plan is going to be as I, as I continue to acquire interviews like Pokemon, I am trying to continuously release some content out there. So I think in order to quickly differentiate them between a long form interview, which will be the, the, the full numbered podcast and a quickie, whether it's a rant or whether it's a back and forth little, little interview discussion, kind of like I had for 3.5 quote unquote pickup tactics. Um, I'll differentiate them by adding, uh, a decimal and a number behind it. Um, I don't know if I'll keep that format moving forward, but we shall see. Um, primarily because it's hard to get these interviews. Like, it's hard, first of all, to find interesting stuff to talk to somebody about, one topic to talk about for an hour or two, which typically the long-form episodes are. And it's hard to find interesting topics that I feel like you, as an audience, would enjoy. And so... As I continue to search the world for interesting topics, that's, I think, what I'll do. Also, another point of it, to be honest with you, is I'm slightly antisocial. And what I mean by that, it's not like I have like weird, quirky personality. I maybe some would say that's actually the case. It's more so I'm a busy dude. I'm not trying to be douchey or anything, but I got a lot of shit going on. I got you know full-time job. I've got two podcasts. I've got so other social media stuff. I have this side little project I'm trying to launch. I've got varying level of interests, whether it's woodworking and CNCing my car or whether it's like, you know, fitness stuff. I got varying levels of interest when it comes to things I like to do. And so because of that, it doesn't leave me a lot of free time to just talk to random people about their careers or a life experience that they had or something they're struggling with and really get into the weeds of interviewing them. Also, my friend pool is kind of small. So it's it's hard talking to a complete stranger about something and, and them being 100% comfortable um, with talking about it, let alone being honest and, and truthful with what they're doing. And I feel like most people I've talked to have been pretty truthful about, you know, any of the even taboo questions I've kind of asked. So that is what it is. But one, one godsend, if you will, one thing that has helped me tremendously has been jujitsu. And some of you guys are going to like roll your eyes and be like, oh, here we go. He's going to talk about jujitsu. No, I'm not going to talk about jujitsu. Okay. What I'm saying though, is in taking these classes, I've met a lot of people and you get to know people from different paths of, of life, right? Uh, different walks, I think is the right analogy, but, and, uh, this buddy of mine that you, are going to be here from today, Chaz, he's a very cool dude. Uh, we, I met him in jujitsu. He, we trained together for a while. We we're both, you know, he, he started around the same time I did. I think I was just more consistent maybe because, you know, his job, um, as you could tell by the thumbnail, he is a fighter pilot, by the way, when I first heard that, by the way, First thing that came to mind, Top Gun. Dun, 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 danger Zone. How do you not think of that? That should be the first thing that ever comes to mind when you think of fighter pilots. And if that is not the case, 
then there is an argument that you are under 30 years old. In fact, I'll even say it. You're probably like under 24. Wait, eh, 26. 26 and below. Wait. 26 and above, you might think Top Gun. 26 and below, you might think about that other movie I reference in the podcast. I'm just saying. It is what it is. But back to my point, before I lose track of this and my battery dies. He is a fighter pilot. And so we talked about it a lot. Um, He quickly, quickly uh, earned, not earned, was given, was given the nickname of Top Gun by everybody in the jiu-jitsu quote-unquote academy. I am proud to say I gave him the nickname. And so... Yeah, we talked. Eventually, I kind of said, you should do a podcast. And he's like, I'm down. And we finally managed to work it out. Um, it's a very fun podcast. He's very lighthearted in many respects, as am I. So it kind of lends us some jokes here back and forth. And uh, I feel like he was very honest and very truthful, especially when it came to like his, his plans moving forward and stuff like that. And, and that could have changed by now. But um, I think he was just very honest, and which is always appreciated when you're interviewing somebody because there are some people that might listen to this that are looking to get into to this career right and these are things that they probably have to think about some of you guys will definitely roll your eyes at some of the questions i'll ask today it is what it is guys i like to get into the weeds of things that's such a bad analogy i don't know where i get that from um so yeah that's the episode um hopefully you guys enjoy it Uh, i'm trying to think of what else i was going to tell you guys there was some other stuff Hopefully it comes to me when I got to talk to you guys during the outro. Talked about the podcast. Talked about the new format. Mm. How'd you guys like the thumbnail? You guys like the thumbnail better? Huh? 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 Maybe I'll start doing that kind of format moving forward. It doesn't take much time. I just figured it gives you a little bit different look, I guess. But it could be a little distracting. What else? I think that's it. Probably some of you guys are like, can you just shut the and put the podcast on um yeah okay i guess i guess that'll work that's it ladies and gents um i'll talk to you guys in the outro enjoy the podcast by the way youtube is gonna kill me with this song but how am i not gonna use this song how am i not gonna use this song gotta use this song such a good song anyways enjoy the podcast So, hold up. So, how how many jumps have you done? I'm like seven ninety four right now. Seven hundred and ninety four yeah, jumps. I'm trying to get you know, off that's a plane. Goal. Yeah. Holy crap! I was like, you're like seven. I was like, oh, seven, bro. <laughs> that's a respectable number. You're like seven ninety four. I'm like, yeah. holy. I just started picking that back up too. So. So, are you familiar with the wingsuit stuff? I know of it. Yeah, I took a class one time. Because, oh, like, what, you did it? I was going to with the weather. So, like, I, like, got all the gear and stuff, but then the weather came Dude, in, so we couldn't do it. When I first found out about that, I was super into it. I was like, I want to do this. And then you realize there's, you know, possibility of death. And you're like, I should look into this a bit more. But it looks 
freaking cool. But my understanding is that you have to have a shitload of jumps before you can even can, they even let you do it. By the way, who lets you do anything? Yeah, dude, honestly, you can do what you really want to do. Like a lot of drop zones are like run by a USPA, which is like the overseeing you know, like like skydiving US United States like parachute association I think it stands for. And like it, like with that comes like insurance basically. So like people who will let you be like, "Hey, we don't want you jumping out camera unless you have 100 jumps." On camera? With a camera on your, really? on your helmet. Just because like you get distracted, you're like, "Dude, that was sick." And then people forget to pull. Right, or they make stupid mistakes, so they don't have the experience. What does it cost like a civilian like me to go and do a jump? Just a ta- like you can do a tandem for like a hundred bucks. Would that is- count as part of my hundred? I think so. Yeah, you jump for parachute. I think. But yeah, then if you want to do what they call like accelerated freefall (AFF), which is what like I eventually end up instructing, you have to like it's a ton of money because you have to like pay for an instructor, you get ground school, and then you start jumping with your own parachute with people like holding on to you. Teaching what do, you, what do you mean holding on to you? Like holding on to like the sides. So you're like falling in like a little formation. You're like falling by yourself, oh, but there's people okay. like, like holding on to your like side straps and just making sure you don't like tumble out of control basically. Oh, because you can spin in the suit. Yeah, right? you can start spinning. Well that's just like basic. Yeah, if you want to go to the suit, yeah, you start like skydiving and you like learn how to skydive and like open your parachute and like handle all those malfunctions. And then I think the drops when I was at wanted you to have two hundred jumps before you did the the wingsuit. 200 is not bad. It's not bad. I thought it was like, yeah, 500. I'm like, no. 500 jumps. No. 200 happens fast, honestly. Some people do like 150. Yeah, but that's if you're in the military. Like fair. If you're, yeah, if fair. you're a normal Joe like Dude. me, I got to pay a couple hundred bucks every time I got to go jump. Yeah. No, I you feel you, man. I, mean, I feel it now. dollars if I want to It's go, It's go not just jump. like a, not, not a lot of people do it as a hobby. It's like a life for a lot of people. But like, there's a dude I'm pretty sure who has like 126 jumps. He's free suiting. Well, a lot of those guys end up having like a... Uh, like job, like they make a career of it, right? Like there's that Red Bull guy, who does all those crazy things. He does the wingsuit, and then I think he was a guy. I don't know the guy's name, but he's the guy that did the jetpack thing. It has, it looks like a like plane wings, and it's got a jetpack. Oh on yeah, it. that I remember. Or uh, I don't know what. It, I don't think it's yeah, a jetpack. it looks like a, he's like flying it, next to jets. Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's the same dude. He's okay. the same dude. I think that jumped from like Felix Baumgartner. Oh, he's the guy who jumped from like space yeah it might be the same guy yeah he's like uh some european dude which by the way how big were that dude's balls to jump from space dude pretty dope until like two weeks later like some ceo beat him no 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 another dude like beat him but he wasn't like sponsored by red bull so like he like he did another space jump and i think he beat some records that felix set like i think like the fastest speed but no dude, one talked about it dude those those like multi-millionaire one percenter dude probably billionaires but one percenter dudes that are like yo bro that was a, that was a nice record i'm gonna just <laughs> overdo you now just because yeah. you know and like not without like without the press he's like yeah i'm just gonna do it because i want to like there's dude it's been crazy stuff i met the dude there's a guy here who's with red bull he like has like the highest he like jumped out of a plane super high and like landed in like the smallest he jumped he landed in a net he jumped without a parachute landed in a net yeah fuck that dude dude i nah nah pretty insane you know honestly though weirdly enough i would rather do a parachute jump than do a bungee jump for some reason yeah i'm terrified of that bungee jump snap bungee that's cord my snaps, thing man. that's my thing like my no. thing is if the parachute doesn't work then eh, you got another one dude. you got two run. you have two parachutes oh, that's right There's that's two, right man. the second one doesn't work you had a good run you know but the bungees like you don't want <laughs> you don't want to be like a dude who like it just snapped enough to hit your head on the ground yeah, and then it just right. ricochets back like, but I don't know, man, because uh, then you got the whole thing of like, if the bungee you jumping and you're like, oh, I hope it catches, and like you're either gonna know it catches or you're gonna be dead. 
with parachute, like your parachute doesn't work, you got like 20 seconds of like, you're well, like getting a little prayer in. You're maybe. like, all right, things are good. Let me make a phone call real quick. See if I got <laughs> just, signal. Yo, hey, uh, love you, mom. See you later. Click. And then just all of a sudden, well, there's been people who like have fallen from like, you know, 30,000, 20,000 feet. That's not true. Like 18 and without a parachute and like still landed. Like there's one story I read, like this lady, like her fine still landed. Sorry. Still survived. I meant like they, they like hit the ground. <laughs> it's she, the Hulk. He's like, yeah, dude, 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 she, this lady, she was older. She hit the ground without her parachute opening or there's malfunction but she landed in like a red ant pile and like the the bites from the red ants allegedly like kept her alive because she's like there's like How? alive enough what does that mean like whatever like because like all her bo- the way her body was reacting to these red ant bites was causing her heart to like freak out which like kept her like from dying right there like it kept her alive long enough that's crazy there's some people's magazine totally legit i read it one time in a book. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. So you joined the military, the Air Force, at what age? Uh, I started the, uh, the Air Force Academy at 17. And they, Why the Air Force? It was close to home, and I wanted to but do you, the, Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I just want, I wanted to do, like, so I went and did the, the Air Force Academy for school, and it was, like, down the street, and I wanted to do that, that parachute team. Okay. That was like my short-term, like seventeen-year-old goals. I was like, yeah, the rest will figure itself out. But kind of has though, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, in a way, because like at the time, like I only planned to do like you, once you graduate the academy, you only have a five-year commitment unless you, you go sign pilot. up for. Yeah, unless yeah. you unless you like go pilot, then it's ten years. So at the time, I was like, oh, four years of school for a five-year commitment afterwards with a guaranteed job. Yeah, like I can figure that out. But it's definitely changed, obviously. Were there any other branches that you were considering? Not really. Like, they asked me that in the interview just because, like, I liked Colorado. That's where the, academy, the Air Force Academy was. And I just wanted to, like, stay in state. And I, I was like, well, like, I want to do the, the Air Force Academy. Or if I don't get that, I'll just find a state school. But you must have known you were going to jump around. Like, you don't stay in one spot. Yeah, and I, did, and I did know that. I think just at the time, I... Like looking out of state, I was like, man, like I don't really want to go. The academy is that bad. Like the Air Force seems like it's my best fit. The Army, not really my thing. From like what people have said, and like the Navy, I don't know. I just had no one. Like they're so far away. They're on the all the way on the East Coast, so you're really separated from it. And I just didn't know enough about it. Where the Air Force Academy, I knew. And I was like, well, like if I don't get the Air Force Academy, I'll do like what they call like ROTC. What's that? It's like uh, which I knew it stood for. Uh, but it's basically like you go to a state school, normal school, and you do ROTC, and you do like drills, and you're like doing military prep basically. And so when you graduate from your college, you go to the military, and you're like an officer in the military. So it's like the same thing as a, a military academy, except not military academy. So the, what's the benefit in that thing? You when you join, you're at a higher rank. Yeah. So the way it goes, just signing up, Joe Blow signing up. Yeah. So with guys with college education and you go through like a ROTC or the Air Force, like an academy, you can become an officer. And so that, and then like, so there's like two, I guess, um, ranking systems. There's like the enlisted ranking system, which is, um, I mean, that's like, that's why if you just go on an enlist day one and like go down to basic training, you'll probably be enlisted. Okay. Right now, if you want to do an, become an officer and you have like a college education, I think you need a bachelor's degree for a lot of things. You can do what's called OTS, officer training school. And basically, you just take your like your education. You go to somewhere, I think Alabama, for like twelve weeks, and they just teach you how to be in the military. And then you can become an officer in whatever career they send you. So, what's the benefit? Just more money? 
oh, you get more money, different types of jobs. It's more of a, like a, a leadership managerial position, per se, mm-hmm. right? So in almost everything you do. So the enlisted guys are the guys, like, they're the backbone. They're the ones doing the work, right? Like, if you want to be a special operations dude, you want to be, like, a parachute, like a PJ, they call them, like a parajumper, parachute rescue. Uh, the PJs, they're the guys who go in there and, like, will jump in, like, save you and, like, be the search and rescue guys. That's what what's-his-name is in the gym, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, they'll, they'll be the guys who do it where, like, the officer of that is a crow, combat rescue officer. He knows how to do it, but he's more of, like, the guy who's like gonna take care like of his team. He's he's in charge of like the five guys that are going in. Hmm. That makes sense. And like for like a ton of other things, if it's like a finance officer, you're in charge of the finance shop on base, right? I mean, you can easily sign up if you're a normal bloke and you're like bloke. What am I Australian now? Um, <laughs> if you're a normal guy or gal and you're like, I need money for college. I mean, you don't have to be frontline guy. You can be like the yeah. sales guy at the army base, right? Like yeah, there's be, a t- yeah, there's a ton I mean, of jobs out there. There's man. so many jobs you could do and, and get an education. I mean, it's not going to be probably luxurious, you know. But yeah. you know, you could probably still be whatever, like a dude that you could be like a janitor of the yeah, of the base or whatever, right? Because you guys have to hire for all those positions because you can't have some outside person coming in. And just there's a lot of civilian contractors now. This is really janitor, janitorial type things. But, like, there's a ton of jobs, man. There's, like, um, they call it like FSS, like, Force Support Squadrons in the Air Force, which is basically, like, you're helping everything kind of, like, run on base. If it's, like, the base club, if it's the base gym, right? You're running, like, events on base or you could be part of the, the tower mm-hmm. to help take off aircraft. You could be maintenance, you could be contracting, like, hey, we need more, um, if it's, like, office supplies or lights or something, hey, we need, like, this thing in the squadron to make it run. You could be a contracting guy hmm. and, like, go and find a contract. Or you can be acquisitions, which is, like, bigger things. Like, yo, we need more planes or we're, oh, we're, we're doing, like, a, cool. yeah, like, or we need, like, a, we're doing a big project here. Like, where's the money coming from? How are we going to manage it? So, I mean, there's, like, all sorts of things, especially in the Air Force. Army I'm not too familiar with, but I know there's, like, similar things. So I always ask this question because I've interviewed a couple of military guys. How how was basic training for the Air Force? Dude, my basic training is was way different because it was the cadet version. I was telling you about like I think the one down in like for normal guys is twelve weeks. Mine was about six and a half. So a lot of guys like they go they go and like start off and it's like really crappy. Like they're just teaching you like how to march and then how to wear a uniform. Like, all those things that you have no idea. Right. How to do? You're you're becoming like you know you're coming out like a 17 year old kid who's like never had to make a decision, and are now just like getting told what to do. Like for me, they there's two stages. There's like uh, first they call it like beast B C T basic cadet training, mm-hmm. and so like first beast was like learning like how to put your uniform on, how to more like do formation, a lot of in processing stuff. Honestly, it's like going around walking around like signing forms, getting your blood drawn, making sure you're not sick, making sure you're still like healthy enough to join the military. And so they're, like, doing a lot of that stuff. And then you go to, like, the field and basically do all, like, the the military-type stuff. You know, running around with your rifle, living in tents, things like that. We had, like, a bunch of courses, which was weird. Um, looking, like, knowing what I know now. At the time, I was just like, yeah, I'll just show up. It's whatever. But like, there's, like, an obstacle course. They call it, like, an assault course. Basically just, like, a bunch of ways to make your life kind of suck for a little bit to weed out people. If you don't want to do it, like... You can get out there. But it's just like getting you into shape. And there's a lot of training behind it that they, someone higher up has like decided is applicable to all airmen. 
So if someone is like halfway through that thing and they're like, I don't want to do this, they could just quit? Yeah. Even though they signed a contract or whatever for X amount of years? Yeah, they can get out during basic. Or if like maybe like maybe you're not doing very good in normal basic and like you fail a test or you're just not doing well at all. Like you can't follow the directions, you can't march, you're messing up your uniform, your bed, whatever it is. They can roll you back and you can be in basic a lot longer. So oh, Interesting. Interesting. So, huh? I can see. I mean, does that happen often? Do you get a lot of? Do you see any? Yeah, there's a lot of people that like. So, like at the academy, it was like they call it form thirty fouring, which is like form the form thirty four. It was just a form that you filled of, out. A lot of jargon. You're, you're dude. My life is jargon. It's awful. Three letter acronyms. It's it's terrible. Sometimes you just say them because you don't know what they mean. You just know them as that three letter acronym, but the any guys that you signed up with that just quit oh yeah a lot of people like my my two roommates were both gone one guy got kicked out because he got a dui and then my other roommate just decided he didn't want to do it anymore so he like left after sophomore year so like the academy is different you could leave after sophomore year and then got a dui in in the military (laughs) yeah he was a freshman so like it's weird as a cadet at the academy you're in this like pseudo military you're not like actually in the military but you kind of are mm. it's kind of weird because you're not like enlisted but you're not an officer so what is he like yeah just, you guys have alcohol in the base no he was a but cu boulder and just was an idiot huh so i mean like that stuff happens more often than you know you like to count but yeah he left and the other dude just was about to commit they call it commitment and like once you go to junior year if you get kicked out or decide to leave you have to, like pay back your education so people like a lot of people leave after sophomore year and they're like, yeah, it's not for me. They take those two years of college and they go do something else with them. Interesting. So there's always been that rumor that you guys have the easiest basic training. <laughs> Dude, I, I, <laughs> I, I have no idea, but I would believe it. Because, you know, I interviewed my buddy Eric. Link to that podcast below. Um, <laughs> And he was kind of like, yeah, man, they had it a little easier than we did because they went, they went through some rough stuff. Like, you didn't get pepper spray in the face, did you? Uh, no, I got tear gassed. Okay. But not, pepper, not pepper Probably spray. It's, I mean, dude, I don't know. Tease around. Everyone wants, like, their suck to be more. So, obviously, right. we'll say Misery it. loves yeah. company, right? Exactly. And, and ultimately, you want to be the guy that's like, yeah, man, mine was the hardest Yeah, bro. we had the, yeah, we went through the hardest bro. I was the toughest dude in that <laughs> line, too. <laughs> not once did I cry. Interesting. So... You did your deal for a while, and then why why did you decide, hey, man, I want to go fast and shoot shit? (laughs) Dude, honestly, like, it's just kind of mentality. I actually wanted to do helicopters for a long time. I wanted to fly helicopters, do search and rescue. And, uh, and, like, at the academy, a lot of people just kind of have the mentality, like, oh, you go pilot. Like, there's a lot of pilot slots, they call them, like, that are available to the Air Force Academy guys, right? So, like, if you do well enough at school, like, if you're, like, in the top 50%, which, I mean, you don't have to be half the guys. Like, you, you probably get one. Right, and you go to pilot training, which is pretty cool. Like everywhere else, like if you do like that ROTC program I was telling you about, it's like super competitive. But the academy gets a lot of pilot slots, which is a whole nother thing I don't know anything about. But so but, what about because you opened my eyes to the fact that Top Gun was a Navy, yeah. a Navy movie. So yeah. I'm assuming spots are way more limited there than they are in the Air Force. Well, it's it's weird because the Air Force obviously has a lot more jets available. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Where the Navy only does not have very many jets per se like they're i mean they're obviously the navy they're not like an air force they still have jets and plenty of aircraft like a whole naval aviators like section 
Um, but for the Air Force, it's just you have a lot more like fighter fighter opportunities. I think you know the Navy only has like one or two, I believe. I think right now they have like one F eighteen Hornet. That's like their big go to. They've got what a couple more things. What is that? Like that's the go to plane. That's like the, that's like the fighter. That's like the one like the the Blue Angels we were talking about. You know, uh-huh. Blue Angels versus Thunderbirds. Blue Angels. Navy. Nobody knows what the Thunderbirds are. Thunderbirds are the Air Force demo team. <laughs> Whatever. People know, man. <laughs> no, they don't. People totally know. No, they don't. It's like a 50-50 chance. Dude, no. <laughs> well, we'll ask people right now. I don't. I, I'm sure you will not be correct. Uh, interesting. So, I mean, I, it makes sense, right? Like, how many planes are on a, on a big air air carrier? Oh yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, it depends like how you stack them. Like, there's probably like you have a whole squadron there usually. So about about like 40 to 50 pilots. But some of that's some of you guys, right? No, we're not on any aircraft carriers. Really? Yeah, you guys don't land on them? No, only Navy. So That's like one of the Navy guys. Like, oh, we land on a boat. You're like, cool. And I know, I know, like, I try to be chronological in the way I do this podcast, but then just my curiosity gets the best <laughs> of me, so I got to ask questions. So if you're running a mission to, like, Afghanistan, where are those planes coming from? Those guys are crossing over the sea, and then either are stationed on, like, a forward air base. But so would that be like the Navy? Over. Or you guys then use we'll f- their... No, we'll fly over... In- the ocean and like stage out of a base overseas gotcha and then you guys will run the mission yeah so why would the navy need air force oh, or air pilots air, yeah that. yeah yeah no you're good um i mean the, the, it's a cool capability of the aircraft carriers to be able to take off and land aircraft from almost anywhere in the world their mission like set that's really impressive is like being able to go from anywhere anytime kind of thing but wouldn't you guys be the ones that fly in and do the mission? It depends on it, dude. There's there's some big top dog who decides, hey, we need this done. What's the best way to do it? Bureaucracy of politics. Yeah, I mean, there's some guys sitting there like, okay, there's a naval aircraft carrier like way closer. We'll use them. Maybe they can. They have the right weapons. Maybe they don't. Maybe the guy is an Air Force dude, and he's like, I'll send my old school. I don't know what it is. Interesting. I'll just show up. All right, so then, <clears throat> what was it? So you just after a while, you were like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go fast and shoot some shit." <laughs> yeah, quote. Yeah, and so then, what was the process? You were already a few years in. Yeah, so like you the, were done with your five-year contract. You said no. I've, I'm probably I'm only three years into my contract. The, this uh, the original one or a new one? It's a, no new one. I'm like a year into. It's so yeah. So basically, what happens is. You'll graduate, and you go. If you got a pilot training slot, you'll go to pilot training at a, one of these like three bases in the middle of nowhere, USA. And um, I went to Oklahoma, and you go there for the first. You do go there like a year. So the first stage is what's called T6s. It's like a p- turboprop little airplane that you learn the basics of like how to land, how to take off, how to fly instruments, how to fly formation mm. next to other planes. And then depending how well you do there. You can go to a T-38, which is like a fighter-bomber track. Okay. Or you can do a T-1, which is like a, a heavy track. They're like the tankers, the, the transport guys. Uh, right? The less glamorous ones. I People mean... think of Air Force, and they're like... Yeah. I was trying to think of the Top Gun songs in my head right now, but I'm not going to sing it. But anyways... Yeah, so you can go those two tracks, or you can go helicopters, which is another option. And so I was going to go helicopters, but then they're like people weren't really doing the thing i thought they were anymore like no one's really doing a lot of search and rescue as much it's more of an army helicopter thing like, army has a bunch of helicopters like that's their thing air force is like two dude you guys need to break these lines here all right uh, only i touch planes you can go <laughs> help people i'm you, gonna fly stuff yeah well it just becomes one of those things like army's like yo we have a lot of guys in there we need people to get people out yeah so we need helicopters because air force isn't fast enough and it, it's again like that way i get it 
Yeah, so yeah, so you'll you'll do that. They call it track, and then if you go fighter bomber, right? You do that for another about half a year, and then you'll about a year total, probably fifty two to fifty. So what does that mean? What are you doing during that time? Oh, so like the the T thirty eight is just like a different aircraft. So you're learning how to fly a jet engine. So you're actually flying. Yep. Yeah, you're flying. T six is an airplane. What's it like the first time? Like, yeah, I know you're going through a lot of studying. You're going through a lot of situationals. I'm sure you're doing like uh, simulations. Some. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking of some like futuristic shit where you're just in a, <laughs> in a seat and there's like screens everywhere so it simulates it. It's probably like one of those moving things like at the fair where they move. Yeah, like, the only thing, thankfully that doesn't move, just the screen. So okay. like you can like there's different simulators. Come on, Air on. Force. I know, Come on, man. man, get it together. I know, but like that certain things you don't need thing. it. You don't need it. Like you might just need a screen in front of you because okay. you need to look to your left or right. You just need to learn like how do I move this switch or like how do I like you don't even need to look outside because you're right. simulating that you're in the weather, you know. But yeah, you do a lot, you do about like a month and a half to two months of like academics and ground it, training. It's still got to be nerve wracking. You're a little nervous, but you have an instructor pilot in the back seat. I'm like in the front, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you got this. Because you got to like for me in my mind, I'm racking up the money. I'm like, this is like probably like a four hundred thousand dollar airplane. I got X amount of money worth of equipment. I got this dude who's probably worth a lot more money than I am. You know, it's like that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, you got to get past those nerves. I'm assuming, like, you got to not care, like that. And then, honestly, what helps you out is you think of someone who's already done it before you, and yeah, you're like, if I that person it. did that, like, I can definitely do that. Like, wait, I'm, pro- wait, wait. I'm probably that for somebody. But are you looking at? Are you looking at that? And you're like, bro, that guy's an idiot. I can do it. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're like, wait okay. a second. If that dude did this, okay. like, I can do that. I was looking more of as a, oh, it's humanly possible to do it. Another <laughs> human is doing. You're like, nah, bro, no. I'm better than that guy. That, that guy, guy's a moron. Yeah, guy, I don't remember being like, he did this. So. I can do it. Yeah, and like, yeah, and it's with the instructors like they're super top notch to where like if you passed out and like were completely incapacitated, they would still be able to take the aircraft and like land it and everything like that. But I mean, you're not gonna do that in any of the smaller planes, right? It's just going to be the big fighter pilots that you're going to, the big jets that you're going to probably pass out. You're not going to pass on a helicopter. No, but like some people get sick, right? And they're like incapacitated in the sense of like, yeah, I can't fly because I'm throwing my brains up. Does that, that happen often? Yeah, some people just don't handle it very well because you just get, it gets, you know, like whatever reason, like a little bit of G's or just like flipping around, you know, doing rolls and whatnot. So what happens to guys like that, that signed up to be an Air Force pilot, they did a five-year contract or whatever, a 10-year, whatever it is, and they just can't do it? Yeah, so I mean, the guys, like, so if people who get sick, they can go, like, take them to a chair and they just spin them until, like... Oh, the, like the one I see in The Simpsons where it's like a giant big rod and then the center has a thing and they just spin at the end spin. of the thing. And they just, and they basically just get, they, like, the inner ear, they just weaken and be like, trick the inner ear, be like, yo, man, you got to calm down. Because that's what gets people, like, queasy all the time is because like what you're seeing is not matching with what your balance is telling you so you're like you have this input that don't doesn't match up with what your what your output is so you're like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna puke and so they just basically like spin you until you get past that oh so your body just adapts yeah you adapt but like there's guys who can't hack it with your if it's like a you know maybe it's not you just don't get instruments maybe you just don't have like the stick skills right to fly the airplane is that a permanent fix <clears throat> He just shoot yeah. you around in the blender, and then all of a sudden you're good to go. <laughs> For a lot of people, yeah. really. Like I, one of my good friends now he's flying fighters too, but he uh, he got sick all the time, and then he just went to that chair like every day, and he's good. He like might get queasy like once, and then you once you start flying, it's different too. Once you actually start like controlling, but it's a continuous thing. Like he's got to keep going to the chair. No, he only did it for like a week, I think, one or two weeks, and it was good. That's not bad. 
That's a good fix, I guess. Yeah, it's miserable during the time because like, I'm pretty sure he threw up like for four days straight. Ugh. Those got to be the same kind of people that get sick during like uh, like really? boating, right? Yeah. Like, like it's that same thing where your your ear doesn't know how to compensate for the shifts. Yeah, exactly. Like, because like I think what I kind of was explained to me is like your ear, your body's telling you something different than what you're seeing. So you have two inputs that aren't matching up, and your brain's like, dude, not cool. Mind over matter, right? Isn't that like crazy? Your mind really can trick your whole body to jack yeah. you up. Interesting. But so. How long after you're starting with simulation do you go to a plane? Well, you're having uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a couple, only a couple weeks. I think they really rely on those instructor pilots to, like, handle it. So you get – you go to simulators to plane fairly quickly, and you, then you, like, intermittently do it. So you, like, fly a couple rides, do some simulators, fly a couple more rides, do some academics – a couple rides and during this whole time you're still going to school right you're like studying and i mean no like this time you're like solely just focusing on flying on flying so you're doing academics for like flying yeah so like, you've done your like college experience like you got your degree you're ready to go and then you're now in, like pilot training and it's like a year long of just flying flying and learning how to fly and doing simulators and so and then you go through different phases and so before, not on the podcast, we talked about, like, before you fly, you got to go out there and check the plane and check right. everything. Like, are you having to memorize what to do on a plane versus a helicopter versus, like, a whatever, whatever, whatever? Like, a, each prep is different? Yeah, it is. But, like, you're only fly- like, for, especially early on, you're only flying the one plane, right? So you, like, you really have to study, like, okay, what am I looking for on this aircraft? And then you do it so many times that that becomes, they call it like, a habit pattern, Okay. right? So you're just doing, like, kind of, like, you know, like, you practice your habits, practice, like, Call chair flying, right? Same thing. Like, just you like you build those habit patterns of like if you get in this position, all of a sudden you're gonna do this or that. And so the same thing. Like you're looking walking the jet. You're like, okay, I'm looking here. I'm looking there. This should be this pressure. I shouldn't see anything on this tire. And you do that. And then if you switch jets, you do the same. You have to learn the process again. So are planes. you are you specializing in one vehicle or are you going back and forth to other stuff during? pilot training itself you're just on it you're like specializing in a trainer right and then you'll switch to a different trainer you're like specializing in that trainer and then you're basically like in these two two different like uh segments of pilot training i guess right you're like getting really good with that aircraft whether it be like the t6 which everyone does or the t38 which is the jet or the big t1 which is like the carrier and transport and so you're learning all about that aircraft Mm -hmm. and training maneuvers with that aircraft so you're not like you, there's no there's never like when you're like learning about two different planes at the same time. Okay, but let's say for now, let's say now for now that's not good English. Let's say now you are now doing the big boy stuff, right? Like the jets, like you're doing some. I'm only focusing on multi million dollar planes, right? Yeah. Will you ever go back to the other stuff, or are you now just set on that one? Yeah. That- so all for the ne- like the foreseeable future, I'm with this this jet, this F-16. But like a lot of people will do this for a couple of years, and then they'll go back and be the instructor pilots. Right, okay. there are some guys like the test pilots who are dual qualified, who are like, I can fly an F sixteen and an F twenty two. I'm assuming you get more money once you get more qualified in multiple no. things. No, yeah, he's doing it for the brownie points. I mean, yeah, he's doing it for doing like, like the job and yeah, man. Everyone, that's kind of the crazy thing. You, like, no matter what rank you are, mm-hmm. like I mean, yeah, no matter what your job is, you get paid by rank and time and service. Interesting. Huh. All right, so the guy who's flying two planes has learned double amount, but he's a, a major. You know, a major 
running the the tower, right? Just you know, equally jobs, just like different, makes the same. With like five years in, or whatever, six years in, whatever it is. All right, so we'll go go. We'll start from the bottom. How hard is it to uh, really fly a helicopter? Helicopter, I have no idea. I feel like it's really hard. From what I've heard, it's. Oh, you like, have done helicopters. I've never done helicopters. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to, but I, I didn't. So how hard is it to fly a plane? It it builds. It's difficult at first. You're like they call it like helmet fire. You're like, what the hell is going on? You have no idea. Pretty much blackout. The I whole haven't time. googled it, but what's the dashboard look like? Um, like gauges every like yeah. I'm thinking of like Tiny Tunes or Looney Tunes or whatever <laughs> where the Bugs Bunny gets in the plane it's like 300,000 gauges and <laughs> yes. you're just like what? Dude, and it looks like that the first time you get in you're like I am never going to understand any of these but like after you just practice and practice and like get in the simulators and like sit at home and like just close your eyes pretend you're like okay over here is this switch and it does this and you just practice and chair fly and um, yeah it's kind of weird like it depends with each aircraft. Like the T thirty eight had a cool, like a display right in the middle that was like big and colorful and had like a ton of information, right? And like the F sixteen has like a bunch of smaller gauges everywhere, but there's a bunch of them. But like once you start practicing, you kind of like know where to look for information you need. Okay. For, right. If you're okay. like, so it's like a car. You're yes. not necessarily always staring at the tack or the yes, speedometer. Yes, exactly. Gonna, I, mean, I hit 4,000 and I can shift. Yes. Right? It's like, all right, this feels a little weird. What's my oil pressure look like? Yes. Oh, that's a little weird. Dude, that's What's my temperature analogy. look like? You're looking outside. You're like, you're not just staring outside. You're looking, at, you're looking outside. You're looking, okay, there's people coming in from the left. Are they slowing down? You just brake and do gas, kind of like second nature. In many senses, is it kind of easier than driving a car in the way that you have way more open space? Like, in a car, if you mess up, there could be a guy next to you. Right. Like, you could be hitting somebody. But yeah. in a jet, you're like, yeah, let me just take this really wide turn. <laughs> yeah, big sky theory yeah. is huge. Right? I mean, as you get inside, like, that's when it kind of gets, they, like, bring it down to, like, once you get inside, like, the traffic pattern, when you're, like, trying to land, that's when it gets kind of crazy and heinous because there's planes everywhere, especially in, like, pilot training when there's, like, a bunch of solo students that really don't know what they're doing, but they're all flying in pretty close proximity. They're supposed to be following, like, the same ground tracks. Gets a little dangerous, but people. How, so I guess I didn't get into that. How's landing? Because I know when I go fly somewhere, <laughs> like I get a little nervous. I'm like, it's an aggressive land, and I'm you guys are coming in faster, right? As the yeah. commercial planes, you guys are coming in quicker. Yeah, and you guys, from my understanding, like you guys have a hook or some shit that grabs the cable to help you slow down for Navy guys. For Navy guys, yes. Okay, what about like Air Force base? So it depends. Like, there's a bunch of like arrestment cables. So like normally you don't use that. That's because what? They have a certain level of tarmac, right? For the Navy guys? Yeah. Yeah, they have to land on that boat. So it's pretty cool. What the Navy guys do is like they have their hook, and once they touch down, they actually go like full afterburner just in case it doesn't catch. They can take off again. Oh, they can go back up. Yeah, so they're like landing and just like throwing that so thing. Well, at, like, just get jumped power. Once yeah. Hook once you feel like catch, you're like, okay, I got it, and you just slow it back down. But those, those hooks are. That insane. seems like it's a very time sensitive situation. Yeah, Navy guys, especially like they like have to land very like aggressively to make like they plant it in to make sure that hook catches where like a lot of the guys with like big long runways can like just ease it on down i want to almost google have you seen it i want have you seen what that looks like the hook setup it's crazy because yeah. i'm curious like you i mean how wide is the hook the hook's pretty big i mean the cable there's numerous cables there's okay. like four cables let's say and is there like a slot that the hook has to hook into no it's just a giant cable that they can they like, you're supposed to land like you know split the difference but like the f-16 has a cable in case like you're about to go off the runway you can throw it down and it'll catch the end of the runway cable, ideally. Dude, the first couple times you're probably, <laughs> you're, probably you're like, I <laughs> hope I, ne- I don't, like, hope you never have to use it. Like, knock on wood, but yeah, and like landing, you're kind of like, you're nervous because you're like, oh, I'm about to 
okay, we're about to hit the ground, but like I have to because I can't stay up here forever. So you like kick the tires a little hard before you leave. You're like, I gotta <laughs> you're make like, sure these things are good. Please work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. And honestly, it's 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 just like side picture. Like some people get it, some people don't. Right? Some people are just like really natural at it. Some people aren't. And you just you just learn. Just like some people like get driving or like get skiing or snowboarding or whatever. Like they it might be like just is natural. So do you have like first time you ever do it? Right? Do you got the 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 coach behind yep. you and he could take over if yeah you exactly okay. Yeah, that so makes it a little easier, I yeah. guess. I mean, some aircraft, like once you get in the big boy jets, like the F twenty twos, like the, there's only like one seat in them, like the A tens. Oh, really? So there's no, there's they don't have any models as their back Top here. Gun. I'm like, yeah. see, this is my reference, Top Gun. I'm like, yeah, that dude was always in the back. Well, that, yeah, and then Top Gun, like the guy in the back, I don't think it was a pilot. I think he was just like a, a weapons officer, basically. Who? The pilot? Goose. Goose was like not Tom a pilot. Cruise wasn't a pilot. Tom Cruise was the pilot. The guy Goose? in the back seat was like, oh okay. They call it like a weapons officer. So he just shoots the guns? He just, like, basically, like, runs radars or is like, there's a guy behind you or they, like, run communications or whatever. I don't know what the Navy does, man. But, like, we have an aircraft that does that, the Strike Eagle, and basically the guy will, like, run sensors and, like, help with radios and help with, um, like, low-altitude stuff mm. so the pilot can, like, fly and not hit the ground and the guy in the back seat can, like, run whatever they need to do. I feel like sometimes as a listener of the podcast, like they're probably pulling their hair out because I get to, I like to get into the weed of things. Yeah. Most people are just like, who gives a shit about the hook dog? And that's I'm like, fair. I no, care about I, the I hook. Care about right. the hook. I like the, the, the little things are what interests me because those are things you don't think about like as a normal, like bystander. Right. Yeah. Um, and like one of the reasons why I interview you guys that like have such a big paradigm shift from my day to day is the fact that like, I'll never be a pilot. And, and I'll never be whatever, whatever I interviewed people in the fast about. But it's good to get people's, ex, you know, experiences on it. Um, I somewhat live vicariously through <laughs> you. <laughs> nah, dude. It's, it's funny because, like, like, the grass is always greener, though. Right. right? Well, that, that's always the case with everything. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool, man. Like, I think I have such a big love for cars. I don't know if you know that. I have, like, I have a huge love for cars. And I'm a big car guy. Yeah, so. I can tell when you started, like, name-dropping, like, engines. I was like, oh, man, the engine's in the Bugatti. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah all right, man, you got this. I'm, I'm into cars. So, like, that would have been one that I could totally have seen if I took different paths in life. I would have totally been into, like, flying planes. Yeah. Like, that would have been my thing. Like, like, I am cool and comfortable, like, at high speeds. Like, Dude, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's what gets a lot of people. It's just, like, the, the pacing of it. Interesting. So, are you are you done fully trained? Or are you still training? I'm I'm still training. Still I've training. got like probably six months left. I'll, I'll finish up in like two to three months with like the initial course, and then I go to do like a mission qualification course. What does that entail? Basically, just doing all this like whatever squadron I'm going to, like whatever their like mission set is. They're like, all right, man, let's go practice like offensive fighting. Let's practice defensive. Let's practice two versus one. So have you done any of that? Like the dog yeah. fighting stuff? Yeah. So How's we do that? it here. It's pretty sick. It's so you, I'm assuming you have a radar tells you kind of where people are. Yeah. But I mean, how, how, how is it in the moment? Cause you're going pretty freaking fast. Like, or let's put it, let's put it this way. That way people understand a little better. How fast do you have to go in order for the plane to be able to get off the ground? So, 158 knots is what we use, like 150 ish. It depends What's on how much. What's a knot translate to? Uh, a knot is probably like seven miles an hour. I'm gonna Google this. Google, yeah. Google's it's, my it's, friend. A, it's like miles per hour is a little faster than knots. So if like, you're like 150 knots, it's probably like 160 miles an hour, I would guess. But, and like the thing to keep in mind too is like the guys you're fighting against are also going pretty fast. So it's all relative. Right, right, right. right especially right. when you get like high up, you're like, 
You're not sitting there like, dude, I'm going 500 knots. It's crazy. You're like, one knot, you're wrong, dude. One knot is, is 1.1 miles per hour. Yeah, so miles per hour is a little it's bigger. A little, a little hollow, yeah. yeah. So, okay, do Wait, no, you're right. You're right. My so, bad. yeah, 160 times 1.1 is like almost 170. Well, how many knots? Sorry, say it again. 160 ish. 160, we'll go 160. 184 miles yeah, an hour. Right. Dude, Whatever. that's faster than I've ever been. <laughs> dude. No, man. I mean, plane wise, you've been in a plane. I guess that's true, right? Yeah, love you, like, love. I, well, once you're on, once you're in the air, you don't realize how fast you're going. Like, I, yeah. I took a trip last year, and I can't remember what altitude the pilots that we were going at, but we got there freaking quick. Those like, guys he, I could have saw he said like thirty-five thousand. Yeah, that makes is, sense. Is that right? Yeah, that's is fair. That, I was just like, yeah, because you look down and you're like, oh, we are hella high. Like, I almost saw the ab, like the hemisphere, the, yeah, little like, turn, the curvature of the Earth. You're I'm like, like yo, are we supposed to be going this? This guy trying to break a record right I need now. Oxygen, I need <laughs> oxygen. Interesting. So 184 miles an hour just to get off the ground. Yeah, depending on like your weight. So if yeah. you're dog fighting. I mean, are you staying at that speed? Are you going no, faster? Man, yeah, are yeah, you, yeah, you're going way faster. Are you tinkering with the with the little? Because you yeah. guys have a have a, a thing for speed, right? It's yeah, a yeah. lever. It's not throttle. a pedal. Yeah, it's a throttle. throttle. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Your jargon. <laughs> let's, let's be real here. Uh, let's keep it uh, all right, let's bro. professional. I got you. Uh, so, all right. So, explain to me. So, you as a fighter pilot, you have the stick in the center. What's that thing called? The stick. Yeah. All right. F sixteen actually has on the on the side, but most people have it in the center. Interesting. Yeah. So then you have pedals. Yep. What do the pedals do? Control the rudder. Basically, like, on the ground, it's left, right. Okay. Right? Interesting. Yeah, so, like, there's three axes that you can move in, right? There's the longitudinal, which is, like, a roll, right? There's the um, lateral, which is, like, or like excuse me, pitch, like, nose up, nose down. And there's yaw, which is, like, if you're, like, left, right. Does that make oh, sense? I'm trying to... It, it makes sense. It's I'm just, trying to do without, like... I'm trying to picture... Because my with, frame of cool hand motions is, like, cars. So it's, yeah. like... You have two-dimensional. You have left, right. Right. Forward, back. It's like an XY. Here, you have XY and Z axis. Right? Because now you're, like... You can go up. You can go down. You can go, like, up and to the right. You can go up and to the left. Down to the left. Down to the right. Right? And so there... And then you deal with, like, all... And this is what you're all, like, learning in academics. You know, like, lift and drag and thrust... Dude, you must be great at roller coasters. I don't mind them so much anymore. You're just kind of like, dude, this is, what is this? Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up, bro. No, I don't mind. More, I just like, and sketchy about all, like, you're like, oh, I need a, like, a lot of trust in equipment. You're like, ah, well, yeah. I hope this all works. Dude, I told you I went to that amusement park here locally, and it's just like, you get on some of those roller coasters, and you're lazy, you hear just noises, you're like, well, yo, what? What is that? Yeah. Is this normal? Is I'm, this been maintenance? I wonder if other people think that, too. Or if people are just like, blindly like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Or you're like, you like, walk underneath the roller coaster, you hear like, shiver, and you're like, oh, man. Do most people like feel that? I think it depends on how like uh, thinky. That's not a lot. That's not a good word, but thinky you are. Like, some <laughs> people, I think, I do truly think that some people live their lives and they live them in a way where they're just living them based on what they need at that moment. So like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, now right. I'm hungry. Oh, I want entertainment. And so yeah. they, they don't think about more than just what they're feeling at that moment. And some people probably are the opposite spectrum where they're super neurotic and they're like. Is that bolt tightened? It looks loose, <laughs> right? Like it's. It just depends on the person. But no, I hear you. I was thinking about that. I was like, you must be great on roller coasters. You're like, <laughs> you're all doing the breathing thing. You're like, tss, 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 tss. Yeah, I'm like, dude. yo, bro, it's not that bad. Calm <laughs> yo, down. Chill, Calm bro. Down. Chill. <laughs> mindful. Mindful is probably the word I think. Yeah. Better. I was like, yeah. there's a word out there. But there yeah, is. Mindful. I just don't have the most delicious uh, vocabulary. Oh no, I, that's what I was doing when you were talking. I was literally <laughs> just thinking about what word. What word was. is he looking for? <laughs> Interesting. So. So when you're, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's the part that excites me. I remember I played a video game once where it was like there was some dog fighting involved, yeah. and I was like, I'm into this, dude. I, I mean, like again, you don't really recognize it until like 
either something goes wrong and you go shooting past the guy because you messed up, right? And you're like, ooh, that was bad. Like, if you're, like, an offensive position and all of a sudden, like, you go shooting past him, kind of like the whole, like, I'll hit the brakes, they'll fly right by, <laughs> you know? Like, if, and then all of a sudden you're defensive, you're like, oh, crap, I messed up. And then you see that line of sight change. That's what they talk about a lot is, like, that change in rate of, like, man, that guy's slowing down way fast. And so, but yeah, you're, like, fighting, like, 400 knots is, like, a good, like, starting point. Like, obviously, the faster you go, the more energy you have to use. Makes sense? Because if you make 400 a... 400 knots. You're, like, 500 miles an hour? Yeah. But, again, you're, like, up at 20,000 feet. Like, you don't have any reference. How close have you come to a plane? Oh, you get real close. I mean, like, flying formation-wise, it's pretty cool. But, like, have you ever been dogfighting and you're like, oh, I tricked that turn a little too close to that yeah. dude's wing? Well, then you also do this thing called high aspect, which is basically, like, so, you like, a building block approach. You do, like, offensive, which is, like, you start in an offensive position. And then you do defensive, where you start in the defensive position. And, like, how do you get out of it and, like, survive the longest? Well, then there's high aspect, which is, like, you're neutral. So, as if, like, you know, you're flying along and all of a sudden, like, oh, there's a bad guy. And then you guys both go, like, nose to nose. Then pass each other, and then it's like fights on. Like, what do you do? Wait, 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 wait. What does nose to nose mean? How much of a distance are we talking about? Oh yeah, like probably a thousand feet. That's still pretty good at yeah. five hundred miles an hour. Yeah, it, it, you're you're sitting there. Like, what's funny? Because like you're looking at him from like a mile what if he and two pulls miles up and you pull, you pull down or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of like training rules that you're like, all right, man, we're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do like so that helps prevent that. But like, if you're fighting some dude across seas or whatever, how do you know what he's gonna do? He's got the same rules you do. No, if you're like an actual fight, yeah, you just like. You hope that your technique is, like, way better than his. Oh. Right? <laughs> 500 miles an hour. The fastest I've ever been in a vehicle, in a car car, was, like, 146. And at 146, you're just kind of like, this is quick. Yeah. Stuff comes up on you yeah. quick. And, yeah, you don't have the same feeling in a car as you do in a plane, right? Because everything's more open. Just like when you get on the highway and you're going 80 miles an hour. It doesn't feel, it like, doesn't it. feel like 80 miles an hour because there's more space. There's, yep. you know, whatever. But... 500 miles an hour is still 500 miles an hour. Yeah, and especially like a, when two planes are going at each other at 500 miles an hour. Yeah, that thousand, You're that closure like, of a thousand yeah. miles per hour. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty intense, man. But I mean, it gets way cool when you get low to the ground because you're doing like 500. You're going to leave this podcast all neurotic about your I'm, dog. I know, dude. I'm like, ah, dude. <laughs> oh, that's pretty scary. No, you go like, you get down to the ground. Like, you can go like 500 knots at 500 feet. Jeez. That's when it gets like pretty cool because you're like, oh, man, like those mountains went by pretty fast. 500 feet off the ground? Yeah. If a tree comes up. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. So you got a plan. You're like, oh, Ooh. well, Arizona's nice because there's like nothing around here besides like a couple mountains that you yeah. can see. So it's not too bad, but you have like things in your jet that like help you, which is pretty cool, cool technology out there. A lot of smart people that like made people like me dumb. So when you look at a movie like Top Gun, like how much of that is realistic? Um, Looking like now, like, like knowing what I know like now. Fighting, like actually operating the planes. Not their weird relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, oh, so not that. Okay, yeah, sweet. Yeah, not okay. that, bro. Yeah, I'll leave that to another time. <laughs> uh, no, man, it was. It's uh, it's not bad, man. Like the whole dogfighting aspect, it see, it seemed like somewhat. It was a bit like in terms of like, I mean, you can like pick apart anything. Right. Right. You'd be like, right. yo, I would never do that. Like, you're not gonna hit the brakes. I'll fly right by. Like, well, you know Neil deGrasse Tyson is right. Yeah. He always gets in like so much shit when he just criticizes science yeah. and movies. It's hilarious. Though. Well, no, that's the thing, man. Like. Talking maybe isn't supposed to be like, here's how you fly the jet. It's like, dude, visually appealing, have fun dogfighting, right? Yeah. So, but like, I don't say anything, yeah, that wouldn't happen. Or, yeah, I don't think you could do that. Or, you know, breaking through altitudes. And like, there's some things that you're like, okay, I can relate now. Other things, like when they do that whole thing in the movie where he's like flying right over him and gives him the bird. Yeah, totally not, not thing. Like, 
if you're actually going to be doing that, you have to hold like less than one G, which is super uncomfortable. It's like, when what you're, so what do you mean hold less than one G? So like, I'm trying like the feeling you get like when you go over the top of a roller coaster and like your stomach right. comes up, that's like less than one G. So one G is like gravity is like we're sitting here at like one G. It means like only like our body weight is what we feel. Okay. So if you like pull G's, you're like getting increased gravitational force on your body. So two G's is like twice your body weight. Three G's, three times your body weight that you're feeling pushed down. And you kind of like when you go around, like you're like that, uh, the fair and there's that one that goes around the circle. And oh, you the one like, you can go upside down in? Well, not that, but you're like pressed against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one. That's, those are G's. How many G's is one of those things pull? I don't know. Enough to hold you up. So like a little more than one or two. I don't know. Because like those are the ones where like the, you can actually go upside down because you're, you're getting whipped yes. like, a, like a dryer. Yeah, and you can whipped. like hang upside down, yeah. but like nothing's attached to you kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that's like, about one or two? That's about like two. Yeah, probably give it like two or three. Enough to like hold you up there to like give a re- like reference. But yeah, if you're holding zero or less than one, it's like you're having that constant like, like that, that over the top. Stomach yeah, like that stomach kind of Yeah, like dropping yeah. feeling. Yeah, it's super weird. And so like to fly like that, one, is super difficult. Two, your, all your equipment in your engine is not meant to be doing that for a long period of time. Like, you think oh. about, like, oil and fuel, like, fuel pumps and oil pumps, they have a lot to do with gravity, and they pump it, but, like, if you're at zero Gs and the oil is, like, just not where it's supposed to be, then all of a sudden you can, like, you know, mess up your engine. Right? Interesting. So. I would think all that stuff would be super high pressure wherever there's never, like, any vacuum. You're just kind of, like, it's, just pumping I mean, oil. If you, but, like, if you think, like, for, like, fighting, if it's high pressure and you get a bullet... Through that high pressure casing. How right. well are those things protected? Like, is there armament on them? Like, not really. I mean, because if you think that like, you add more weight, you got to get more slows thrust, you down, slows yeah. you down. Like, there's so many, like, oh, let's just, they get shot up, like, whatever, like, put more weight. Well, then you have to add a bigger engine. And they can't go as far. You need more gas. They're too big. What are, the, what are those things powered by? Jet fuel. Yeah, jet right? fuel. So, is, that, so yeah. is that like a super combustible version of regular fossil fuel? Yeah, I guess. I don't know too much about it. I just know that. Like far, what styles? Or how what far styles? can you go on a full tank? For the F-16? I guess it depends on the speed, right? But like, yeah, it depends on the speed. Like, F-16 has, and, like, how much you have. Like, F-16 can go pretty, di- pretty good distance. I mean, like, we, like, flew to San Diego pretty easily. I think the farthest people can probably go is, like, New Orleans. There's, like, there's ranges out there. And depending, like, it depends, like, how high you can That's go to. That's what I was going to say. The yeah. altitude makes it. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's tough. Like, thankfully, I don't have to worry too much about it right now. It's just, like, all close by. And, like, you just go out to, like an area in the you know airspace nearby and just practice and then come home do you get in trouble if you do some dumb shit or you're just like i want to feel like three g's and you just you take off of the thing and you just go Doom. oh yeah i mean like it's nice because like with the single seat there's just you yeah. <laughs> so if like without like i mean there's like tapes and stuff like they can like record what you're doing well you everything's being recorded right yeah the black yeah, box yeah. records everything yeah and then like you have like recording devices that like help you debrief and stuff like that so um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's not, I mean, there's like not really dumb stuff as much anymore, but you can, uh, it's kind of fun cause you got to do your own thing, like try your own things out. As long as you're within like the realm of like, it's kind of like know your limitations, know your jets limitations. So that way you don't exceed them and like end up hurting yourself or worse. Interesting. So it's just like that constant balance, you know, like when you're like cooking down 146 miles an hour. Like, you probably wouldn't want, like, my mom or your mom, like, driving that fast. Because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe your mom does. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's, like, a badass. I have no idea. My mom could probably do it. She probably could do it. Okay, bad example. savage. 
but yeah no i get it i mean it makes sense i just take it to myself like as a child i'm like looking i'm like i'm like yeah bro i'm just gonna i'm just gonna just fucking punch it right as i get out and then the people in the, the see you in the radar they're like yo yo what, what's going on dog? you're like i really, really want to do this all yeah week. Sorry. sorry about that there, yeah dude, there like are your some like, you're just like, back in just watching these like the fossil fuels just like boom, boom, yeah do they care about any of that stuff like that how you manage resources on the plane uh, if you're driving more aggressively, just like in a car, right? You're gonna use more resources. Right. Do they care about any of that? Not necessarily, because like they expect you to use, you know, majority of your gas each flight for the max amount of training, right? But that's also goes into your mission. So if you're like spending all your gas trying to get to a good formation position, and like wasting all your gas before you get to like the fight, and then you have to leave the fight early because you're out of gas, it's like, come on, dude. Does it make sense? Like you, if you gotta manage your own fuel, so you like can actually do the thing you're meant to do out there. I could, th- I say I'm such a child on the inside. I could totally see myself like you do your formation, you do your your mission, and then you're on the way back, and you're like, I got half a tank left on this. So like, <laughs> I'll see you guys in about 20 minutes. I'm gonna go do some shit. Well, that, dude, that's it's pretty good. Because if you're like next level and you got some time, you're like, I got like tons of gas. Like you like you're doing like fuel checks on the way, and you're like, okay, I'm the I'm the high guy. I have more fuel than anybody else. Like we're gonna have to go home soon because of that other guy. Like, oh, you all have to come back home together. If yeah, I mean that's what you usually do, just for okay. the sake of like. I thought one dude would just go on his own. Nah, I mean you can, but like usually you fly like two ships or four ships. Like that's like missionized kind of thing. Like F-16s and most fighter guys will like go and fly in formations to help like the, the mutual support kind of thing. How much is one of those things? Ballpark. You're like I want to buy one. f 16s cheap. What does cheap mean? Relatively, yeah, relatively. Say, what does that mean? I mean, early. Be like a Bugatti is cheap, and I'll yeah. be like, yo, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's too rich for me. No, man, I would, uh, I'm trying to think. Probably, like, maybe a couple million. That's not cheap, It's dog. not cheap, but like, you're not going to buy an F-16. <laughs> but. But, like, it's not, like, I, I can, I, this is a complete guess. I could be totally wrong, and someone listening will be like, well, actually, it's going to be. Right, 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 right. But, I mean, relatively, man, like. It's cheap to fix. It's it's exported everywhere. All right, the parts are available. Where a lot of these aircraft like are so new, they're like, yeah, we need like, these. It takes like, an expensive part to fix it. So is that what's mainly still used? The F sixteen. Yeah, and it's like one of those things. It's like jack of all trades, master of none. What happened to that one plane I heard about a couple years ago that that the military spent a lot of money on? Like each of these things was really expensive, and they were having a hard time getting them. Tomahawk or some shit or as a I have no idea maybe like 20 million and I was just like we play how much for airplanes it's crazy man it's crazy out there that's another one of those like subjects you're like man dude like it's a tough it's tough because you're like we want all of this and then the problem then you get in, like the whole like system not system yeah uh, like logistics of buying an aircraft right what do you mean like in sense of like okay the Department of Defense is like alright we want an aircraft that does it all and engineers like, well, you can't have that because, like, certainly, like, if you want an aircraft to be really good at air to ground, you want it slower, with bigger wings. But if you want it to go really good up at high altitude, you can't have really. You don't want like these really big wings, right? Because they'll slow you down. And so, like, all these people are like, you know, and like, the, and, like we have like, if you're trying to, like a joint fight, like kind of like the 35. Right, it's one of those things. Like everyone, we want like a fighter to like fix it all. And like the Navy's like, we want this. Marines are like, we want this. Air Force is saying, we want this. Engineers are kind of sitting there like, well, your want cancels out this other guy's want. So like, what do we do? 
Hmm. And it's just, it's tough, man. It's it's very tough. I'm not saying like there's a, a right way to do it. But it's just, it's a tough problem to solve. But you guys aren't designing the planes yourselves. Like oh, you guys no, are outsourcing like, that to like military. Oh yeah, whatever, that's like way next right? level. Like yeah. That's, those are private companies, right? Yeah, they do like, like some Iron Man so. shit. Where like yeah. the Iron Man guy is the one creating stuff, and they sell it to the military, and make a lot of money. Yeah. Versus, like, it's not like you got Joe Joe Blow over there. He's designing planes, like drawing no, them up, man. and he's like, oh, the wings are gonna be this big. No, dude. I mean, the guys flying are usually trying to like develop like tactics, like what works, what doesn't work. Like, okay, like that didn't work this time. We tried to fight two versus one. What can we do better? That's what like the pilots usually do. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Again, next level. I'm just sitting here, like, trying not to be the guy who sucks. Suck less is my goal right now. <laughs> Have you ever had a shoot out of the plane for like emergency purposes? You pull that little thing in, Dude, no, it man. pops up, and you go. Pizzow! Why would you even bring that up, man? Because I don't it's know. Terrible. Yeah, I'll, knock, I'll knock on the wood with you too. Thank you. Um, no, it's it's pretty rare. It's like and it's like a big deal if it happens. The reason I ask that is because like we're talking about how much these things cost, and I'm just like raking up the money. When you gotta like shoot out of those things and they just explode on the ground, it's not like you're putting them back together like Lego pieces. You're like, right? Man. Yeah, it's you're like, gone. it's gone, dude. It's over. And so, and I think that the mentality is like, all right, which is more valuable? And thankfully, they've put the value on the pilots. Makes sense, right? A lot of training goes into. I mean, if you add up the amount of like cost it's gone for training in terms of fuel, in terms of the maintainers that you have to contract out to maintain those guys, paying you to paying education. us the education, the time it takes, all the instructors to get you through all those plane like hours and maintenance like i said like it adds up man but like you can build another plane relatively cheap compared to like getting a pilot which i'll say relatively is a very uh again you're losing that word I'm using you, that you use very uh loosely, loosely. yeah and i, mean, I, I have like, like, a couple bugattis for that price I have one for every yeah, day of the week dude like, I f- yeah i'll have to look how much that can cost like, i feel like a million is a lot it's probably better that you don't because then you get nervous when you drive it yeah you're like, I shouldn't go too fast in this thing. It is They're a lot so of money. old, though, man. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Not that like it takes away the value. Like, oh, it's older. It's still crap. Like, people do a great job maintaining them. Well, now, how long, I was what's like, the life of a plane? How long do they keep them around? Oh, you can replace almost everything in that plane. Oh, really? Yeah. Very rarely are they going to retire one unless like it becomes so expensive to fix it that they could just buy a new one. Do you guys have a tend to have like a really good relationship with the guys maintenancing your stuff? Pretty good. I mean, they're different squadrons, so you like try to you know, know the names of the guys who are helping you out. But I mean, they have their whole system. You have your whole system that you're both like making the thing happen, right? But I, it's a huge appreciation. Like those guys save your butt, right? Right. all the time right you, like like christmas time comes around like here's a here's a gift yeah. basket here you go and you come Thank back you. and like you, you let's say something broke <laughs> or like you broke something and you're like dang it like my bad man like and they what fix can it. you break um various like things i yanked on the throttle a little too hard it snapped it off yeah like, dude. Oh, i mean like if you go to like if you leave your gear down and go faster than like the gear is supposed to be going so like 300 uh, knots like you overspeed then they have to like do maintenance on that like did you damage anything or if you pulled too many g's and like they call overging something on your jet, right? They have to go do maintenance on that. Maybe um, you didn't do the right procedures and you overheated when you're avionics and you're like, ah, I messed up. You have like, so once again, getting back to the car thing, everything I'm referencing here is <laughs> car based. Like when I got into tuning and modifying cars, like some of the aftermarket gauges and stuff would have like little lights that would beep if someone was in the yeah. red zones. Do you have that for, for yep temperature and whatever whatever yeah, and altitude and whatever yeah and that's like a lot of your training goes into like emergency procedures mm-hmm. is like 
recognizing okay i'm getting a light and it's basically like a couple set process like there's a warning or like a caution it's like okay copy warning caution where do i look now okay that's okay. telling me i have this problem okay if i have that problem what gauge am i looking at you're right i look at that gauge okay if i have this problem and my oil is this it means this if i have that problem my hydraulics is this then it means that so i mean if you have an issue with something are you troubleshooting it on the spot or are you going back and, and landing you're troubleshooting i mean a lot of uh, there's a very few problems that you gotta like make decisions now and they have they practice oh, okay. those you know like critical action procedures that you're like okay i have an engine fire i'm putting this down on the ground or i have an overheat light or i lose i'm losing engine thrust i'm going back but all right, but i'm losing fuel engines on fire and you're freaking you've been fighting you know, dog fighting like hundreds of miles away are you making it back to the base no are you just landing in a dirt lot somewhere no you i mean depending on the situation right like if you can be like if you're high enough and like if your engine like cuts out right then and there you're kind of hosed you can try to restart it. if it was on fire right you're probably not going to restart it something's wrong with your engine but you have those little things like on the special uh sci-fi movies where you press a button and a little thing comes out <laughs> yeah just r2d2 yeah just doing this thing nah man but like i mean if you're like close enough to the airfield you can like try land there to one that's like long enough right so oh can you can you land like on a on like a commercial yeah, you need 8,000 feet for the for us. On what the does 16. that mean? Like 8,000 like foot runway. Runway. What's yeah. a typical, like, major airport? Oh, plenty. Yeah. Okay. But, like, these, like, small mom and pop places, you know, it's like Joe and his uncle Dan are out there. I mean, those things can take off in, like, 1,000, 2,000 feet. I'm just thinking, like, if you were in a tough spot and you were like, oh, man, I need to land this thing right quick, can I just go to, like, one of the big air, one of the big uh, air airports yeah. and say yo man i'm in i'm in a tight spot uh you yeah. got any f-16s on the runway because i need to <laughs> land now no yeah if, if that's like aviation wide if you're an emergency aircraft you get priority immediately that's good yeah and it's kind of cool now that's like it becomes a big deal if you say that you know the e-word all right if you're sitting there and you're like if you say the e-word people are like all right man game on like we'll get you back home and that's then kind of cool and then they get you home and you're like wait dude you called that for what like you don't have to do that and but like, but it's your call. That's a cool thing. It's like, as the pilot, you're just like, hey man, you're the guy there. Like, you have the best information. You make the decision, and like, better to have you on the ground going like, yeah, dude, you probably didn't need to call it, versus being in a pile of dirt, being like, yeah, he should have called for an emergency. So in that situation, do you guys have Air Force pilot mechanics that go to their like? local airport and fix the ship so you can fly back or do yeah. they just trailer the ship back no i mean they'll fix it out there usually fix it there yeah interesting so you guys have to have a place i mean i guess you'd go to the same place they fix their big jets red big jets right yeah i mean and then like we're close enough that you can like the guys can just bring stuff they're like bring the wrench bring the 10 millimeter yeah. we'll be fine we'll be fine <laughs> just bring a couple things we'll figure it out man you're good you're good make some extra hose you'll be good <laughs> no nah, man yeah it's it's i mean that's like aviation wide though like if it's airline pilots, if it's guys just doing some simple, like, civilian aviation, just flying around doing some cool sightseeing. Is there, like, any some cool tech, that, like, it's coming out for you guys, like, cool stuff where you're, like, this new plane's coming out that mm. talks to you, like, R2-D2 or some <laughs> shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, I mean, a lot of stuff's been, like, just reused and, like, bettered, you know? like I've like, known about F-16s forever. What's up? I've known about F-16s forever. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys are still using those, yeah, I thought man. you'd be on some, like, do you ever see that, that sci-fi movie? It's probably dumb for you because you're, like, stupid. <laughs> but have you ever seen a sci-fi movie where uh, 
they had those planes that were like, it was just some weird shit. I think Jamie Foxx was in it. Yeah, Stealth. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah look at you. I stealth. Know, I knew that was coming when you said that weird sci-fi. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I and it's like, they, did they have like a talking... Uh, it was an automated one. It was like a drone that was like, had its own like yeah. artificial intelligence. Anything like going on with that, like where they have like a, like a voice commands or anything on the planes or anything? Um, not really voice commands. We call it like Bitch and Betty, which is just like the, the name, like the universal, whoever this lady is, like uh-huh. has has a voice that just like oh really know, it's like engine engine or like you know data whatever like it might be she's just telling you what the like orgy like whatever it is you know interesting and do you that's been around for a while though it's nothing new are you are you interchanging jets or like you own a like you don't own a yeah jet? i follow the question yeah but like is it like you only fly your jet or are you guys like changing them out yeah so like a squadron will have like i don't know like 15 20 aircraft let's say and just based off like which ones are ready for which mission set now there's no like you have an aircraft that you only fly like it was back in the day i was gonna say so that old school movies where yeah it was you like, paint the thing on the side of the thing because you're like that's my shit yeah that's they're kind of not really not, really, not anymore because it doesn't make sense it's like all right man like your aircraft's down today but we have like five others that you could fly no, bro. i'm gonna wait for mine yeah it doesn't make sense you know <laughs> okay but they still sense. they still keep the tradition of like writing names on the planes oh really yeah who so gets like, to do that like guys like higher up in the squadron you know majors and higher ranking guys and so it's cool they put like some pilots names on it and the, the guy the crew chief who's like the maintainer of it okay but there's not like a chick like a there's no like chick painting on it 1950s like uh yeah those days are long gone uh whatchamacallit what am i thinking of those models, what are they called? Ah, uh, yeah, I have no. I know you're talking about yeah. that, but yeah, it's like those those girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't really happen anymore. I, you know, you see people like write stuff on like wing tanks or something. You know, like if a maintainer like put the the bombs on, they're like mom or like Jessica or their girlfriend that they're gonna break up with here pretty soon. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dang. All right, so that brings up another question. I asked this, I think, to almost everybody in the podcast now. Um. What is the male to female ratio for pilots? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're laughing at that. No, man, it's there's not very many female pilots, um, which is, I don't know if it's a pilot thing. I think it's just an honestly like a, a military thing. I think just the ratio in general, there's less women, right? Yeah, I've, right? I've heard so, that. Yeah, and I don't I don't think there's anything in the sense of like girls are like less apt to do it because. Like, there's plenty of girls that do. It's just, I think it's just a numbers game. You know, like, a lot of young men are the ones who are like, oh, I'm going to be a fighter pilot, you know? And so, like, those are the guys who go and do it where, I don't know. I don't, I don't, obviously can't relate to the female side of it, but, like, I know there's a lot of girls who do it, but there's just, they're few and far between. Like, we have three classes at the base right now, 30, or 30 students, all male. Per class or 10 students per class, and we have all male. All male. All male students. Wow. That's, That's just for us, though. Like, I mean, I know plenty of like female pilots, right? Is, is, does having like a a bigger body f- or frame or whatnot does that benefit you in any way with the G forces? No, honestly, I think girls have it. Like, they do better with G forces. Really? Because on average, I would say like females have more of their mass on the lower body, right? Like, if you look at, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. males are, like, bigger, like, right, chested, obviously. I'm sorry. I'm looking, I'm looking at that, you know, <laughs> pectoralis major. I was like, what's up, bro? I saw that. And, uh, but, like, girls are usually, like, you know, lower body oriented, right? Which is where a lot of the power comes in from sustaining those G-forces. Because you said before off podcast that, like, you're flexing your legs, trying to keep the right, back in your right. brain. And the girls just have a lower center of mass, 
right? There's not as much like torso for the blood to like lose, right? Gotcha. So like for me, I'm like a taller, like a longer torso, like that stuff's just gonna be like shooting out of my my brain. I'm just gonna black out. Gotcha. I have a dumb joke I could say here, but I'm just gonna keep it to myself. All right, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll hear it later. I'll hear it later. <laughs> uh, you okay? That makes sense, right? I was just kind of thinking if if like having a bigger body would kind of help you you know sustain like the force that you're feeling on that body but i would say if you like if your like fitness still takes into effect right you can't be like an overweight non-fit individual and still like be as effective as maybe someone who is fit and like stronger female or male right like you're getting rocked around there and if you're not like in a shape that can handle that like the you know the yanking and banking the g-forces and you get tired and if you're like not in you know some good shape so, I mean, does that spinning machine help you get used to those shifting forces? No, it's just it's just solely to, like, train your body to be prepared to handle the only the G-forces. Because I could see if, if you're not used to that, right? And how are you going to find that out? How are you going to get used to it unless you're in the plane doing it? And then what if you can't handle it? It's just like you, the instructor would take off, take over at that point, I guess? No, man, like, you'll, you'll do that... that the trainer I told I talked about I think off podcast in Texas where like they send you to centrifuge and you just like go in this little tiny like bucket right and they just spin you up and do the g-forces like a roller coaster and like if you fail that you don't go onto the jets right 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 but and my then, thing is like that I would assume is only spinning you in one way correct. versus like if you're in a fighter pilot you're probably going one and then the other and then the other and then the other upside down so yeah. like your body's feeling a lot of different weird things and how do you get used to that? How do you simulate that? I mean, you really don't. But like, the major- I would say like ninety percent of the force is all in the same direction in relation to you. Like, you're always feeling it going like down, ah, uh, right. And I like side to side. You're like, all right, I need to like have better cardio because I'm beat right now. Like, I'm so tired from like pulling the G's and like looking around behind me, like where to go. And but like in terms of like those G forces, always in the same spot. Interesting. Like going like into your seat. Okay. So now my next question is how many of your fighter pilot buddies, like what's the percentage of single versus married or dating guys? Dude, it's insane. Because I could see how fighter pilots will pull some chicks. Again, you you said this before and I have no idea. Dude, if you want right now, we'll walk around and we'll ask (laughs) some of the ladies in here and see what their thoughts are about guys in in, uh, military suits. Yeah, and, we'll talk. and as long as I'm not wearing one, I'm totally cool with that. You know, well, like, yeah, we'll do a survey. <laughs> survey says. Survey says no one cares. I'm yeah. telling you, man, chicks like dudes in police officer uniforms and in firefighter uniforms. Uh, you, you always think that like, oh, chicks are doing fighter pilots, but then like you might say it, like it feels weird to even say it. They're like, what do you do? Like, oh, I'm a fighter pilot, and it just sounds well because you're thinking douchey. about it from the douchey standpoint, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, what if what that if could be my personality? Face and you're Who like, knows? I fly planes. You're like, I like to go fast and shoot shit. <laughs> yeah, that's going towards the <laughs> douchey side again. Podcast. Go fast and shoot shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like going towards the douchey side again. But I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I haven't ever. And I know it for, for hindsight, I know where you are in a committed relationship. Ah, yes, of course. And you are in a relationship, and I respect <laughs> that. I'm saying for, the, for those of your brethren who are maybe, how many oh, of, of them are in relationships? How many of them are married? Dude. I mean, is. is I don't know what it is, if it's just, like, an age thing, but, like, a lot of people that I'm around are, like, in relationships or married. Like, right now, I'm probably one of two guys who aren't married in my one class. One of two out of the yeah. 30 you out mentioned of, before? No, out of 10. 
of and then of the thirty, man, it's probably less than ten people. Interesting. And I don't know what that is. If it's just a, if an age thing or. I'm assuming they're all long distance relationships, right? No, a lot of them like are their wives are like are married. Are they married? They're here. Yeah, they live on the base. No. I don't live on base. Oh, I have Be questions awful. about that, but we'll go. We'll go into that later. I would love. To, I always live on base. Okay, so this is a dumb, dumb question, and you might not know about it, but I've heard about this. Maybe even on Rogan, and I was I was listening to this, and I'm wondering if there's any truth to it. So he was talking about in like high high, high like in dangerous jobs, for example, military or. Um, pilots, I hear this is from what Rogan mentioned once again. I hear this is very popular with pilots, and that's like you guys become very close, all the pilots become very close, and so do the families. And it's this weird thing that occurs sometimes. It might be some monkey shit, but it's this weird thing that happens where, like, there is a little bit of like intermingling between the people <laughs> because I think it's some psychological thing where it's like I could die at any point, and so you almost want somebody to be able to take care of your partner. When you're not around, uh, does that any of that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Is any of that yeah. like like, and it and, and maybe I didn't explain it well enough because it almost he almost implied like a sense of like where there's some hooking up going on. Okay, yeah, like what love we're talking about? Yeah, we're talking yeah, about like, like yeah, hooking like, up because I might die, so why don't you practice? Like go over tonight, <laughs> like warm up. Like it's more along the lines of like it builds up a bond to the point where like you guys are way closer in different ways, so that if something were to happen, like you're like, oh, I'm comfortable with this guy. Helping out if I'm not uh, around. Yeah, I've never experienced that. Or I, heard well, I know it, you're right? in a committed relationship, I'm not, right? I'm, but like, but I'm, I'm saying, saying like for the, the guys that have been around because you're yeah, also yeah. technically not running missions and stuff yet. Yeah, yeah. So I, like I'm talking about if, you, guys if you've ever like, heard of any like this kind of dude, stuff. Dude, I not to that level. I've heard of it in terms of like you're everyone's super close in the sense of like you guys like all live like maybe you're like in Japan like you all live on base in the same cold sac. Oh, Japan, right? Or Japan, and yeah. like everyone's super close. Like all the families are super close. The wives are close. Because all the guys like work in the same squadron, they're like, your friends, and like no one's like coworker. They're all like your friends, which is kind of cool. And but and like it's to that level of like, oh man, like our families are super tight. Not quite to the level of like, all right, man, if I don't make it back today, you can have her. Like that's that's <laughs> not right, nobody a thing. said that, but it's just it's a and and I I don't know I don't know the way he phrased it it was it was it was uh, more beautifully implied oh, like it okay. was a more beautiful situation than the way I maybe described it <laughs> but I could see that like it's a dangerous job like if you're yeah. running missions and you're like going up against some other fighter pilot dude it's essentially combat yeah. and, and you know anything can happen right so I could see that I could see how you you don't want to leave your kid and family like. Yeah, like, whatever. But even though the military takes care of you guys, right? Like right. if something happens, like the military helps helps the families, right? Yep. Yeah, and they, like you said, like it gets super close to where like it, it's nice for the spouses too. Let's say all like the military members will leave for a deployment, mm-hmm. right? And the spouses are all like, "Well, crap! Like my husband or wife's gone for six months, but they all are super close. They hang out all the time. They hang out. Their kids hang out. You're you're in another country, like I said, you're in Japan or Germany, and you're like, I don't know anybody except this really close group of friends that I have from the fighter pilot squadron and we can all hang out and like conquer Germany together. And it's nice. Cause like you're coming, you know, from all over the place, like, you know, I'll be coming from, you know, I'm going to Minnesota next and like, I'm coming like from Arizona and my girlfriend might be coming up from South Carolina. Like, and then also coming over do we? Okay. Oh, we, we have no idea. Oh, we no idea. you know, we're getting into this we off the no podcast. Idea. And, um, but like you could show up there and then you're like, we don't know anybody in this town. But then you go and work, you go to work and like, 
okay, hey man, like my wife's having dinner tonight. Come on over. And then all of a sudden, like you have this really close yeah. group of people anywhere you go. And it's, you know, it's huge. Like I said, several countries, especially because it's foreign to you. But if you're doing like a six month enlistment to Japan, for example, like wouldn't you just take your family with you then? So like Japan months? is like, could be like a three year assignment. I'm saying like if you deploy like to the Middle East or something. Oh, okay. But you that, can't bring your family. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's a war zone, right? Because yeah. it's like, a, yeah. I got you. Yeah, you're like combat deployed. Yeah, the way, and I think that's true for a lot of them. Like, I think when I interviewed the firefighter buddy, um, he kind of had the same thing. Like, they have barbecues and they have cookouts and the families come and they're all together, which makes sense, right? But the way it was phrased in that scenario was more of like there was some wife swapping situation happening. Oh, yeah, dude. And I was just like, we're not at the level. I mean, no judgment for me. You know what I mean? I'm not (laughs) over there risking my life flying shit, you know? But um, it just, I, I had to ask it. Well, I mean, like, from like a. So what's it called? Like a psycholo- kind of psychological, like sociological standpoint, like you do hear of a lot of stories with no matter what it is. If it's like, like most recently I heard was like a rock climbing guys, like really big like rock climbing um, athletes, like they're really close to all the families. Like one of the rock climbing athletes end up dying, and his wife end up remarrying to his climbing partner. Oh, right. And it's like one of those things. Like they were all super close, and it's like. They're both grieving over that one that guy. brings them together kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but, like, that would be the scenario, like, you've heard it happening through maybe through movies or, like, through other, like, extreme sports or, like, risky type of jobs. Like, you hear it, like, again, like mainly movies, right? But, like, not because, like, just the movies, but it's probably happened. The way in the, the – I mean, I totally phrased this wrong. The way it – he phrased it was along the lines of like it's intentional kind of wife swapping so that it's so so that you do build a bond so that you feel more comfortable if something were to happen that's the way it was phrased and i was like i've never heard of this but look i wouldn't doubt (laughs) if it happened i mean it's some weird monkey piece of my brain like it kind of makes sense right like like you just you don't you're taking risks in doing some of these jobs and I kind of get it. I just thought I'd ask because I was like, dude, if I don't ask this question, I'm going to be a moron. It's <laughs> well, in the back of my head. That's so crazy. Though. I mean, like, I would never have thought about it. Yeah, to, a, to that level at least. But. <laughs> because I could totally see you guys becoming close, like, especially if you guys are living on base and yeah. your family, you're having kids and your wife's talking to your buddy's wife who right. also has kids and they're bonding over, like, how to raise kids. And you're like, well, it's a close-knit community, yeah. right? Um, some, some dumb question I didn't ask you before. When you're doing dog training or dog fighting. Yeah. I mean, you're not shooting real bullets at each other. No. It's yeah, like good call. dummy bullets? Or what, what is that? What are you guys doing? No, is man. It's computer-based? Yeah, it's computer-based. It's okay. basically like... A video game? Yeah, it's like you have a bunch of like highly, like like really smart guys who like put in simulation, simulating like simulating um, where the bullets would go, basically. Okay. Right? Like, I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm like, it's like uh, paintballs. <laughs> <laughs> you just come back, you're like, okay, how many paintballs do we have in this jet? Uh, I'm like, you have to wash all that off, bro. I didn't do it every time. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got shot to shit. Yeah, no. No, it's, it, I mean, like, yeah, it's all based. And then you can go back and, like, look at your, your tapes and be like, okay, man, like, where were you? And how is he, like, in terms of, like, relationship to you? Like, were you closing on too fast or whatever? When you say tapes, like, what are you, what are you looking at? Like, you're just looking at numbers? Like, these no, are your. It's per- like a video of, like, the front of your screen. The front of your screen. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. And then you can also get, like, a, a bird's eye view from, like, like um, air traffic control being like, all right, this is where you went, and you can just like see they call them lines. Oh, and you basically just kind of like see where your lines Some went. Video game shit going. Yeah, on. man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Interesting. Like if you were to zoom out on the map and like see where you all went, yeah, you could see that and like, oh man, you can like zoom in where you did go and be like, all right, dude, like you went super far outside behind me when you should have been like right, you know, on the inside of my turn. Instead, you went to the outside of the turn. 
Do you guys ever do training with other branches, like for example, the Navy? Yeah, we Wait, did that in uh, April when I went to San Diego. People train with the Marines. Do you find that their tactics are different than yours? Yeah, a little bit, and it's like different based upon the aircraft. Like, what can the aircraft do? Oh, you guys aren't rocking the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the, like the Marines fly that F eighteen Hornet, which is the same thing that the Blue Angels fly. Okay, but like, not as cool, obviously. Because they're not blue. Because uh, they're not blue, gotcha. and they're like the you know a little probably older. But like, I guess like without like trying to like get into the weeds a little bit, like the F sixteen is limited by its flight computer. Right. Meaning what? So like the right, quick synopsis is like the F sixteen is like inherently dynamically unstable, which means like in order to be super maneuverable, you have to be more unstable. Interesting. Right. Okay. I, I get that from a car standpoint. Right. So yeah. to, be, to be more maneuverable, you'd be su- like a little bit unstable. So it has a computer in there that is constantly adjusting the flight controls to make it seem stable for the pilot. Because the make pilot's it not seem stable to be, to be stable for the pilot. Because the pilot is not quick enough to react. Because then you just like start like doing like you know pilot and dudes like oscillations where you're like overcorrecting, right? So the computer does it for you, right? Just constant little maneuvers. Interesting. But and with that means like if you just like pull back on the stick. Right, the computer's like, all right, man. I understand you want to pull this much. We're going this fast. Yes, you can do that. But like, it doesn't in you know, a split second. Oh, but it corrects some stuff for you. Correct. Like, if you make a mistake, it's like. Uh, well, because if you like, if you didn't have that computer and you pulled back too much, that aircraft would go to park control flight and you'd be out of control. Mm. Right, because you pulled too far back, you created like too, see like the angle of attack, and all of a sudden you're like falling from the sky. Whereas the F-18s like don't have that limiter, and so they can just use all their airspeed. And just what they call like pointing, like bleeding off your airspeed, and like pointing your nose. So like if you're in a circle, like F-16, you can just like be going around the circle, but you can't just like all of a sudden pull back on the stick and point your nose at the guy, because the computer's like you're gonna lose control of flight, and you can't do that. So what what's more beneficial? It depends, right? It's always depending. Yeah. So like the the F-18 is like cool, man. You can like point your nose at me really quick, but then all of a sudden you went from 400 knots to 200 knots, and now you're just basically falling out of the sky. Like you're super slow. Oh, because you're when you're changing the angle, you're you're slowing yourself down. You're tra- you're like giving away airspeed yeah. in order to More cash drag. it in for the nose pointing. Interesting. All right, and it's kind of fun because you just gotta get a practice out all all day every day of like, all right, do I want to cash in my airspeed now? Am I in a good enough position to make that shot? Or if I bleed it off my my airspeed and I don't get the shot, now I'm like super screwed because he has his airspeed, I don't have my airspeed. And now I'm at a disadvantage because he can just use his airspeed now to roll in behind me. So you always see in the movies like the targeting system where it's just like the thing <laughs> Gosh, where it's just yeah. like, right? How, is that true to life? Is that how it works? I know, man. It's like, <laughs> I mean, kind of possibly, but like. You do have to target. You do have to target, but it, the movies, missile. yeah, the movies are weird. But like Star Wars, bro? I thought it was like Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is, it's kind of funny. It just goes. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't know. Because it's, it's kind of, I would say it's movie-esque. Obviously, without, like, with different side effects of, like, you're not going to have, like, come on, lock on, lock on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either going to, like, all right, man, I can either lock on to him. And if you're not locking on, it's, like, a malfunction either by you, like, you're messing up. But you're not just sitting there, like, do, 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 okay. Lock, lock. But you, so you have, like, um, missiles and bullets, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you shot any of them? No. No? I've shot the bullets in an air-to-ground situation. Air-to-ground situation. So I'm, like, shooting at a target on the ground. Ah. Oh, you've, so you've done that? Yeah. But we don't shoot any air-to-air missiles. How's that? 
Bullets were pretty fun, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Because the gun's like right next to your head. Is loud? How Just loud is it in the cabin? You have earplugs, so it's loudish, but you have it's not mic like... Too. like... Don't you have like a, yeah. your hearing commands? Yeah, so. so that's one cool technology is I have like earplugs that are also headphones. So they're blocking out the ambient noise, but you can still but hear... But I'm hearing directly. It's like having an earpiece that acts as an earplug too. It's pretty dope. It plugs right like into imagine that. imagine jet engines and shooting guns. Yeah, it gets like, loud. Yeah. But you don't really... It's not too bad. Once you like put your helmet on, they have like you know noise protection in your helmet as well as like my earplugs, which are also my head, is my headset. So besides besides this is a dumb question, but I'm asking anyways. Besides the risk of death, right? Like what other risks do you associate with the job? Um, like the guys that like in their older years are like having a hard time hearing because of this. Yeah, exactly. Of their necks are all jacked up. Like oh, all their the backs, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are jacked up in that sense. Like their bodies are failing. Their knees, their necks, their backs. Some people complain like you had like a radar between your legs for like five years, so all of a sudden you can only have girls as kids. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's a rumor. Forever like the radiate. Oh, like, interesting. All, all, like, only have girls. What is that? I don't know. I mean, like, that's some bro stuff. I, I, I was I, just like, I was like, oh yeah. Wait, wait. But like, I, it's just like one of those things. Like a lot of fighter pilots who like work with radars, that have like radar energy like right next to their stuff. Have a, have a of ton of girls. You know what they say, though? They actually... Um, Rogan mentioned this, too. I need to stop mentioning Rogan. He, he said... <laughs> Wait, bro, do you listen to Rogan? Uh, maybe. Every okay. once in a while. Um, he actually was saying that that might be attributed to uh, higher testosterone levels because mm. uh, MMA fighters, a lot of them have a lot of daughters, mostly huh. daughters. So it might be a testosterone thing. Interesting. Yeah, it might be. I mean, this is all hearsay, but it might be associated with testosterone, That's which would make sense, right? Like the higher testosterone, typically the more like gun crate, like like yeah. riskier you are as a male, and you're doing a pretty freaking risky thing what you're doing, right? Yeah, like, it could like be. Yeah, some, some ballsy shit. It takes some balls to get up on a plane and go whatever, have many knots and right. spin and, and shoot and twirl. I mean, and you, you do so much training that you're yeah. like, oh, if I if I got a monkey in the same spot I did, he might be able to do this. But I think that's a monkey thing in a guy. Like as a guy, you have that monkey stuff. <laughs> yeah. where you're just like, I can go faster than that. Guy. <laughs> I can, right? Yeah. I'm better than that I guy. can lift more than Just him. like you were like, oh, yeah, no, if that guy could do it, I can do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's that's the monkey thing, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no. So it, it, it could be a thing where pilots, pilots themselves just maybe are more highly charged testosterone-wise than other males, and that's why they have more daughters. It could it could make sense. Yeah, I could make that, an argument for it, that, I guess. Yeah, that's just as valid as the argument of me spewing, like, the radar. The radar between <laughs> your... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um interesting all right so to go back to dating things so um you you denied the fact that that uh you guys are intermingling which uh, whatever i get it <laughs> deny 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 counter accuse yeah you guys do that so why don't you live on the base i just like getting away because if like i didn't live if i live on base i just feel like my whole life is around the military, the military and it's yeah. like as a guy who like didn't grow up in the military and was like just not a very military minded guy I just I like getting away. I like kind of like it's more expensive back. for you to live away, right? Um, they give you a stipend. Basically, it's like all right. On average, this is what it costs to live in the area that you're stationed at. Now, with what you do with that money, is up to you. If you want to live in a more expensive house, you can do that. If you want to live in a cheaper house, we're gonna pay you the same. Okay. So that's kind of nice because if you like find a roommate or something, you can like quote make make money, like save more money, but. 
I mean, that's also kind of risky not knowing what the area is like. Yeah, that's, you know I mean? yeah. Like, what if you go to the hood? Yeah. You're like, oh, man. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Shots at night. I know. So, I mean, they, get, they try to mitigate that. Like, maybe, like, you can go there before you actually move. Like, check out the area. Sometimes they'll give you, like, seven days of, like, leave to, like, check out the area as well. Oh, that's cool. Right? Okay. Um, but it kind of sucks because, like, I mean, most people don't have to, like, choose to buy a house or, like, live in a house within seven days. Sometimes they can be like, okay, I like this area more. I've been there a couple of weekends and whatever maybe so it's it, it's a little expedited but yeah I, mean, I just again yeah i just like escaping so do you go because i know you guys have we talked about having a store where you could buy stuff there and i know yeah. you guys get stuff cheaper in a way like are you going yeah. grocery shopping there and then going taking it back to your place no dude honestly like someone told me a while ago like try to support the communities that you're around because like the air force base is such a huge either hindrance annoyance or like benefit to the community Right, so like, yeah, it is cheaper on base, and like, what it, like maybe you get like tax free, but if you can go to like a local grocery store, like kind of support the local community, one like it's close to your house, two like maybe they'll like you're like I don't know like you're flying over their house with a jet that can be pretty annoying, right? And maybe like they meet one military guy that was a complete tool bag, and maybe you're like, hey, you go in the grocery store and like you can maybe mend that relationship or like it just takes one guy to like ruin that. You guys are playing right. a long game there. You guys are trying to mend I mean, these communities. That's that's just like a, me and like a mentor though. Okay. Right. It's okay. not like they sit there down like, all right, everybody, go shopping at this place right now. But okay. a lot of people do go to on base. Like you'll see a bunch of like old retired guys just going to the commissary and stuff on base, which is like the grocery store. So if you're retired, you can still go in. Yeah, that's what the majority of people who use that place. I didn't know. It's that. like retired. Like veterans who I see them there more often than I do at any active duty. Really? I didn't know as a retired veteran you still had access to all those food. The gym is mainly old people. Yeah. Dude. I did not know that. I thought they were like, dude, you're done. Get out. Yeah, no, leave. No, they give you, like, if you're retired, like, you still get a lot of benefits. I mean, you get a pension. Retirement is what, though? 20 years. Okay. Unless like you're you medically retired. Five year Correct. Yeah, they wouldn't get there. If you, like, medically retire, or you did 20 years like you you put you made a career of it yeah basically. exactly yeah, so yeah i get that then it's like you you have the perks of the you know that's the yeah, perk yeah. of putting yeah. your whole life into the military exactly and it's like it's good like you get free gym cheaper groceries but then again like you don't maybe not get the best quality groceries maybe like really i mean like maybe i mean it's it's not like they have competition right where like a fries or like a safeway like they're a business and they compete. Yeah. You might have more options. Maybe you get be- like different selections, better fruit, better. Like, what if you're like, you know, looking out for that stuff? But if you're just like, hey, I need the cheapest stuff, yeah, probably commissary, which is like the gro- again, grocery store on base. BX is like a Walmart kind of thing. Hmm. So. so, this is me getting back into the weeds again. More I'm, but weeds. I'm curious. <laughs> so, are, are they, I mean, you guys have to be functionally very, functioning at a high level. Mentally and physically, right? Because what you're putting your, your body through with the G-forces and also the amount, that the speed, I imagine, that you have to process things in order to make decisions, right? So does the military at all give you any guidelines as to, like, your diet and training? They'll give you, I mean, now especially, it's kind of cool you asked that because just recently they started, like, really paying attention to a fighter pilot's physical training. Okay. Just recently. Like, my, when I went through, like, when I'm going through this, this course right now, for the first like three or four months, they basically had like physical trainers and physical therapists like working with you almost every day of the week to like, either t- they teach you workouts and teach you stretches, right? And like t- like instruct you on how to maintain your body because like so many guys are getting out early because they're like my neck hurts like 
I don't want to do this. So they're like, okay, like, how can we, like, if we treat them like athletes, maybe they'll start, like, last lasting longer. longer. So, like, yeah. they'll give it their, like, developing new places for, like, for pilots to work out. Because, like, a lot of people are like, oh, the gym's overcrowded. Like, I was telling you, like, tons of people. So now they're having, like, pilot-only gyms. Or with a lot of, like, different equipment, like, new equipment. Right? That's, like, close to the squadron where they can, like, go into work, change their work out real fast, change back in their flight suit, and, like, be right there. Instead of, like, driving, you know, 10 minutes to the, to the gym, changing there. How big is the base? It's not very big at all, but okay. I think there's a slight like factor of like if you can walk down the hallway and change and work out versus get your stuff, go to your car, right? It could be like a 30-minute ordeal or like a 15-minute ordeal just to like, get over there and change or it can be five minutes if you brought your stuff inside. And I think that's just like some of the things. And in terms of mentally, I, I think, I don't know if, I haven't really experienced anything in terms of like training once I'm here. A lot of it is just like you either, like you develop that over your time in pilot training. And that's the reason why you get here. Does that make sense? Like, you're tested on that prior to. Like, if you can't think that fast in a slower airplane, like the T6, right, then you're probably not going to handle it in the T38. And if you can't handle it there, you're probably not going to handle it in a fighter. Dude, I'm so jealous. I'm like, I, so, can, I can do it all. I yeah, do it and that's a cool I'm thing. Like, I, yeah. just, I just want to, like, test it out, you know? And it's and some people, like, it depends. Like, each stage of the game, like, people can't hack at each stage of the game. And I think that's what like either gets to eventually gets to the point of the fighter pilot, like the people who've hacked it all the way and have succeeded. It's not like they got training for that. It's just they've had that and have g- developed it and like figured it out on their own to like what works. And now you have the product and like okay, this was built off of all these times and different trainings. Like the people who couldn't hack it aren't here anymore. And this is what you alluded to earlier about there being a, a shortage, yeah, of pilots, right? Because it's. Like as you mentioned, like you're 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 weeding things down little by little, and some guys kind of drop off, and, and out of a, a class of whatever, you're down to this many. Yep. Um, how big is the shortage? I I don't really have a number, but I, I you always get told like there's a shortage, there's a shortage, and it's weird because there was a huge scale down a couple years ago. They're like closing fighter pilot bases. Really? Yeah, because there's like we have so many people, and so they start. They've started closing them down, and all of a sudden, they're like, wait a second, we don't have Too enough pilots. Classic. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, a, it's the classic, you know, business, bad, like, bad, you know, huge, just like, you go huge one way, so you have to go overcorrect the other way, right? And I think a lot of people are getting now based off of, um, you know, like, just the overworkload. It's like, look, I can do, I can fly just as my job and get paid more instead of flying and, you know, handling, scheduling and handling you know, the pressure of, like, getting ranked up and going to school and playing the game to kind of stay in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, why would I play this game when I can do less for more on the civilian side? Right? It if makes it, sense. You know? Yeah. I can just instruct simulators for more money. And I think that kind of comes into play as, like, your family gets older, right? You're like, I don't want to move anymore. Like, my kids are in high school. Right? These guys are like, I don't want to move my kids in the middle of their high school when I could just get out make more money and not move everywhere yeah, it's hard it's hard you not know? to want to take that decision so I, I think that's dependent on the person some people are like dude i love moving i love the air force i love you know the fact i get to do more and it's like you know and they like service over um the monetary value right there's like hey my whole job is wanting to serve and if that is a higher valuation than a monetary compensation from a job then they'll stay in but i think the past couple of years has been people taking the civilian job because it's like I have to do so much BS they call it queep like all like the daily grind of like yo you didn't hey you didn't answer your email 
we're going to really need to send that paperwork of your recent fundraiser that you planned in order to get you a, the next rank. And you're like, I don't want to have to play this game. Yeah, I get it. The bureaucracy and yeah. like, uh, the, the PC code. I get it. I mean, that seems like a lot of work. Um, so this is something I'm curious about. And I know it was a taboo subject a couple years ago, uh, but for different reasons. But I ask this question almost to everybody for the most part. And I have asked this question to like the military guys specifically. Um, thoughts or have you seen like a major I- issue with like any sort of performance enhancing drugs? I have not. Because like I th- from what I hear, and this is all hearsay because I'm not part of this world, but like... Um, certain guys are like prone to like methamphetamines because it gives you that the speeds you up mm. kind of thing and especially for pilots but i know a couple of years ago there was that big thing where that um general or whatever made the giant press conference kind of talking to a, a whole bunch of the military and he was like if you because i guess there's a guy's caught with drugs yeah and they were like if you can't cut it you need to get out now like yeah like i do remember that but i was thinking more specifically about um fighter pilots and the fact that like for some of those guys like they need the the uppers in order to to sometimes operate at super high levels because let's face it like any sort of wrong choice you make at those speeds like it's it could be a costly mistake it's a very costly mistake whether it's your life or whether it's like the million plus 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 dollar plane you know or the mission itself or the lives you know what i mean so i could see how that pressure would eventually build on you um and guys feeling like performance enhancing substances, whatever they are for whatever the mission is, like would be helpful. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I do remember that, like the big drug problem. And I think for a lot of guys in like at this stage that I'm at have just, like you just kind of talked about like they either have or they didn't. And if they have gotten it, they've worked for so many years and so long to get to that point. Like, a lot of them can't justify like risking getting kicked out for like using an illegal drug, you know, or something like that. It's like, I mean, like at this stage of the game, I've spent what four years of college plus three years of training. I'm still not done, right? That's like what seven years that I'm. And then all of a sudden, if I was like, oh, I could be better, and I, you know, use performance enhancing drugs at the cost of what losing it all, right? And so I think yeah. a lot of people in my small like fighter pilot community that I'm like trained to be a part of. Um, hoping to get in is that it's just not worth the risk and they but like on the flip side of that the flight medicine clinic like knows like alright you're going to be on missions that are 12 18 hour missions that you're in this jet wait you're sitting in the jet I thought everyone's out of fuel by then you can aerial refuel oh shit yeah so like about that. you're like so when you're like doing the thing down the road um, yeah man you can be like you could be doing that for 12 18 holding it you you don't you have like pee bags you got like, no you do yeah. oh dude that's a whole dude that Let's is get a whole that other. next that sorry, is, go ahead continue sorry but no so you can be like sitting there and then so they have like they make you ground test like uppers caffeine pills and stuff yeah like that. basically and it, like that in itself is hilarious because like you take it the wrong time you're like just flipping wire dude you're just sitting like oh my i'm so productive you're like i want to write a book dude i took it like i was like i'm pretty tired like you have to ground test to make sure you don't have any weird side effects and i took one like 10 a.m. for a class. I was like, I'm pretty tired. Dude, aced that test. Like, didn't take any notes. It was just like, I was just freaking rain man. Dude, dude. that just, does not sound like a normal caffeine. I was like, though. yes, That, that dude. sounds like you had some, like, methamphetamine dude, shit. Dude, it's some weird, I, I can't remember what it's called. Like, uh, and on, dope, honestly, dope I would not, I would not, 
um, I would not, what is the phrase I'm looking for? I would not take it past the government to be giving you guys something you're not aware of, right? Like, you're, you're <laughs> kind of like just popping the stuff because they tell you to pop it. Right. But I mean, I'm sure you get shots all the time. Like, that's one thing that um, one of the other guys I interviewed were talking about how they got shots all the time. And you sometimes you didn't know what the shots were for. You were just getting shots. Oh, early on, yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, I've like finally like an adult be like, hey, what is this? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I think it was like, when they tell you like what like, like things like Motifil and like dopamine, doesn't mean anything to me. Dopamine is the uh, dopamine you said. Is that is that something? That's right? a, well, that's what the uh, feel good chemical I think. That dopamine. Okay, so I'm taking that from like a podcast from I listen to, but so that's not right. Like Motifil might be one, but anyway, doesn't mean anything. It's just like uppers, and you're just sitting there, and you like your concentration is awesome. It's kind of like tunnel vision. It's like go pills. Yeah, that's what they are. There's go pills, and you're just like sitting there like. You can do so much. You're like so productive, and like you're just aware, and like you're not like tired. It's pretty cool. I, f- I felt awesome. I, w- I was like, yeah, I'll like take one of your, your mood changed. Dude, 100% I was like, when you just reminded me back to the good old days. Of like, <laughs> like I took it on a Saturday. I was like, man, like feeling pretty good down. I took it. I did, I was so productive, man. I did. I did so that much. Sounds like meth, bro. That sounds like meth. It was illegal they, they meth. They might be giving basically. you meth. Yeah, who knows, man? Uh, it's legal. I can do it. I'll totally do it. All right, so now yeah. let's get back to this thing. I'm curious. Uh, well, I'll get back to the pee bag first, but um, Dude, now, what, now I'm curious. What an ordeal! I'm, I'm jumping around because my brain is like jumping around. So I guess I should ask this question because I didn't, I didn't ask it at the right time, but I'll ask it now. Like, what's the longevity for like a fighter pilot? What's the career of a fighter pilot? Um, people can usually stay in the jet flying for about like two tours, which is about like six to nine years, probably. So like that's when you're like your only job really is like flying. Right, you have a side job in, the, in your squadron, like whether it be safety or like standardization evaluation. Maybe you're the uh, weapons guy, right? Maybe you're just a scheduling guy. So you have a side job, but you're like you're flying, and then you can probably do that for six to nine years before you like become a major, maybe. And you're like doing a little bit more. Like maybe your main job now is like running, instead of just like a little off. Like instead of like doing scheduling, maybe you're like in charge of scheduling for the whole squadron or maybe the group, which is a bunch of squadrons. Right, so maybe you're at the group level or the wing level, which is like, you know, these like these tiers of um, leadership, and so like, you're like flying less, leading and managing more, and so that's like how you're flying. And then a lot of people like after the ten year commitments up, they're like 10, 11 years in. The lot of people just stay around for eight more years and just finish out twenty and again. Wow. Well, because it might as well, right? You might as well just yeah knock it out. But I mean, at that point, are guys taking different jobs or are they staying as pilots? No, usually you'll stay flying unless you go into like a weird leadership one. Like maybe you go to Washington D.C. and do a staff tour, where you don't fly, but you're just doing whatever weird stuff they do on staff tours, like making decisions of like how much toilet paper we need. I don't know. <laughs> so what about the guys who leave the military and then go become like commercial pilots? <sighs> yeah, the dream. Yeah, the dream. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Is that? I mean, are those guys that retire from the military? No, those guys just kind of didn't do the full. 20? I mean, some guys do or they'll wait the whole 20 and then go um some guys get out of like 10 to 12 like once their time's up and they'll go depending on like the cycle of when airline guys are hiring because a lot of guys once they get airline jobs they stay until they physically can't do it anymore like they're so old because they just pay well or what yeah the they pay well good hours i mean you get paid pretty decent you get paid a lot for not doing a whole lot i mean how much work if you're doing like a flight from here to florida or whatever like, 
I mean, is it auto? Is it a lot of that autopilot? You oh, just get yeah. up in the air and you just say click, click, and you're like, all yeah, right, I'll, I guess I'll have to wait this out. A lot of the decision, I mean, I've never done it, so I can't speak too much, but like flying from like point A to point B is just a matter of like managing radios, managing a flight plan, right? Which I think, you know, if you're in a big airline, they can probably have guys who do that for you, right? And like you're there to make decisions if case, like you're there in case the worst case scenario happens, like making basically calls. just taking off and landing. Yeah. For a lot of it. And like making decisions in flight, like, okay, we got thunderstorms coming up here. It's like a cushy retirement job. Exactly. It's like a Walmart greeter, except super high level. Super high level, man. Super high. But level. then, like, I mean, you get some guys like Sully Sullenberger who landed the plane in the Hudson, right? He was a Air Force pilot, went to the academy. Like, that's a pretty badass thing to do for like a guy who's just like flying a point A to point B all the time. The girl from Southwest who the lost an engine, back in, right? Yeah, like the, there's a woman who like was a jet. She's a fighter pilot, and she lost an engine on the Southwest plane, and was able to land it. And like keep One it on calm. Three female fire pilots. Ever. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> <laughs> so just a badass, dude. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, dude. So I mean, yeah, there's pretty cushy jobs. Some guys they'll do like reserves. So like you'll go like ten years and like okay, I'm gonna join the reserves or the guard, which is a whole other animal. But you're like you're but not just still flying, right? Yeah, so you'd be like flying, but you can go take another job. But you're still a part of the military if they need like if they be ramped up or something. So like some guys will like come in on like. You know, work three to four days in the Air Force, and then the other four to five days of the week. Doesn't might add up, but whatever. The rest of the week, they might go work their their um, Southwest or United Airlines job. So, that's a pretty cush deal, too. So, do you have... There are guys that leave the military because they're, they something opened up for Southwest or whatever, and they're like, I got to jump on this because it's such yeah. a cushy situation. Yeah, if, like, your contract's up, and you're like, all right, like, the best decision for me right now is to leave the Air Force and go do that, and then yes. They'll do that. All right, so let's say your contract is up. Can you just chill and not sign for another four years? Just be like, oh, I'm going to stick around for a year or so and see how it goes before I sign another five-year contract? I don't know, honestly, how the contracts work after those okay. uh, 10 years. That's a good question. I'm I have curious. no idea. I'm curious, too. Just like, I'm just going to hang around the barracks and work out. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to fly, but I'm not going to leave either. So I'll just keep paying me. Cool. No, I have no idea. Interesting. I do. Sorry, talk to me. So you're 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 getting ready. What's what's the procedure like? What are you putting on? Yeah, so you have what's called the G suit, which is just a suit that uses bleed air from the engine to help bleed like, air from the engine. Yeah, what does so that like mean? the engine itself is you know doing its its thing and it's um, producing like excess air. You know, so it takes just like a, there's like a little like port that says like all right, you all this air that we're using like while you're flying, it's like having the air intake. Take some of that air it off to the side and like uses it as you pull G's. It helps um, inflate this G suit, which helps squeeze your legs and your butt for you. If that makes sense. Like while we're talking about like, how you want to squeeze your lower body to help keep the blood in your in your head, the G suit helps with that. So you'll put that on. You have like your your harness, which is like if you eject, that's what your parachute's attached to, and then your helmet. And that harness is on you. It's not like on the the Correct. seat. You're wearing like a little like a harness that you strap into the seat with and the seat has the parachute like the connections to it yeah okay and then at what point where you where do you connect your uh, your 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 peeing situation oh dude that's great i mean you don't you have like little pee bags you just have a bag that has like some chemical in it that when you pee it solidifies the liquid and then oh, you have like a little gel that's badass yeah except like you're in a tiny cockpit and you're like trying to like 
maneuver everything. Oh, so you're where. not already hooked up. You're like trying to get it, get it situated. Yeah, dude. You're I not. Thought like, you'd be already hooked up. You no, just, you, you got to like, get a connection on the side. You just hook it up. So and you're sick. like, ah. Uh. Like a little catheter. That'd be awesome. But no. <laughs> Has there ever been dudes where like something's gone down? It's like pee all over the place. They gotta clean it. Yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, I'm. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I don't, again, I don't know how, like I've done it. I, I've been that dude. Like I've had it everywhere. Yeah, no. no. These girls, like, like you were like, it's like an actual thing. Where you're like, yeah, how do you, like, you're asking your instructor, like, yeah, how do we, how do we pee in this shit? And they're like, honestly, man, here's what you gotta do. Like, here's what works best for me. And they like break it down. They're like, all right, you gotta like unbuckle your waist strap. You gotta like stand up on the rotor pedals, and like that's your best angle. And girls, like, and he's like, dude, honestly, make sure like if you're like cutting anything off, make sure you give a good shake because if you don't, it's just gonna go everywhere. And like. Then, I, then the question comes up. Of, this is why there's no female fighter pilot. That's the that's question. Like, how is. do you do that as a chick? And I still don't know. I'm pretty well, sure they just don't pee or anything. That would be hard, man. I don't know how they do it. My my, and my girlfriend's sister's flying fighters, and I don't really? know how she does that. You should ask her. I'm all, I should. I, I think every time she, I ask her, she gives me some weird answer that I just always forget. Cause I'm like, I don't because know. I tend to find that women also can't hold it as long as men can. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know how she's going to do it. I, don't, I mean, there's a way. There's gotta she, be a way. There's gotta because she Somebody's does. Somebody's gotta have invented something that just kind of like because you've seen <laughs> you've seen those things for women, right? It's really I don't know if yep. they work. Have you seen them? Where it's like a little like a funnel. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. so there's gotta be something like that. But the the thing I'm thinking of is like you'd have to be standing for gravity to yeah. work on that. Like, like I'm like, do they wear a diaper? Like I don't know. That'd also be uncomfortable. Interesting. I have no I idea. I do. That's crazy. I thought like as a male, it seems so logical and easy to just have an attachment to it where you just like clack and then you just like hook it up. The, you hook it up over here on the side and then, you know, <laughs> you shoot it out the side of the thing. Well, dude, the, there's some funny stories like with the newer aircraft that are trying to figure out a way because like with these aircraft getting like smaller cockpits so you can like get more sensors or like engine on board and fuel, that there's not a lot of room. So they're like, okay, like what if we just attach like a little like vacuum to that area and you kind of like just pee into like a tube? Right, and you're like, oh, pretty smart. And then you just have like it's basically the same thing, so you don't have to like undo your straps or like, undo your flights a little bit. And there's stories like guys testing it out, and they're like, cool, like ah, oh, did it, sweet. And then they go pick up the bag to like see how it worked, and it's just empty. They're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and it's just like all over their G suit no. or whatever it is. And it's just like that, like disappointing, like oh, so much better. Ah, oh, shit. Like, why is this bag <laughs> oh, empty? No. Yeah, I love those stories. But oh yeah. man! Yeah, dude. My my experience was like making sure like mm. you got all shaken out because you're like sitting there like in this awkward angle. You're like, okay, sweet. Like, I feel good. And then as you're, like, you're relaxing, you're like, oh, oh god, no, there's more. Oh, that's a terrible place. Well, dude. What about number two? Yeah, I think they you take pills to like stop everything up. Really? For the long missions, I, for my buddy who told me he was like, yeah, you take like um, you take some sort of pill to stop you up. Really? I mean that would make sense, right? But like, how long does those pills last? Yeah. Well, if you got to get back home, and you're like, I got it. I should. I haven't gone in three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like you're dude, toxic. I, there's a funny story of a guy in pilot training who like he's like famous now. We call him like he like so like if you like mess up a jet, you like call it like code one. If it's like, hey man, we're we're down code one. Like nothing's wrong with the jet. Code two is like okay, something's wrong, but like it's not mission critical. Okay. Code three is like yo, it's broken. Don't fly it right now. So we had a call. We called him Code Brown. Because, like, he, like, ate some Chipotle, like, right before they took off, dude. It's bad. Yeah. Like, everywhere. No. Like, the crew chief was, like, coming up when they landed. Like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, no, dude, you got to stay back. Who cleans that? He did. He cleans it. He, like, he's, like, goes with the crew chief and is like, yeah, I'll clean this up. Uh, Yeah. It's bad. How good of a job did he do? (laughs) You know, you keep an eye on, like, which number that was. Well, because I'm, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> which tail number you're at? Which plane was that? I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I mean, there's... Okay, if you're in your car and you spill something in your car, man, that stuff gets everywhere. It's like little creases in the vents or like little things here and there. Like, it depends on how bad Chipotle was, I guess. I know, man. That's bad. Dude, he like... Yeah, dude, like took his like helmet bag and like tried to use that and... Dude, how does that not make sense that you would attach something that attaches to you and then there's like a hose that comes out of your leg or something. Yeah, awesome. And that gets hooked up to something else. Get to go. It'd be great. But like, I mean, most of my flights are like an hour, 15, hour and a no, half. I know. You're not doing so like, that. So like, but like, how it. do you, I don't know. I'll let you know when I start doing those longer ones. I just think as a male, it would make so much sense to just have like a, look, something that's kind of like a condom, right? They stay <laughs> suctioned onto you. I guess it'd be difficult. I guess it's harder when it's, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? joke in there somewhere <laughs> but I'm like look you have some that just suctions onto you and then there's like a little hose that comes out the side of your suit so it doesn't look dumb like you don't want a hose coming down the side of your oh, yeah. center of your legs makes sense. And just like turn on a vacuum how, like, dumb would you, how dumb would you feel if you're like walking up to your plane like a badass but you got a hose coming down it's just this length this hose is like flapping around there's like no tie off point it's just like hey what's up man this is my PS what's up <laughs> Yeah, it takes away the, the awesomeness uh, of like yeah, your yeah. fighter pilot. Your cool points went down too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly man. But yeah, that's that's probably the hardest thing I've done in the aircraft. And you attach a suction to it. You do a suction thing, you just like and then you're like boom. I do. Just make a little like vacuum, just and it just sucks up and you just do your thing. Yeah. You just hope it goes to the bag. I would just shoot out the side of the plane. Somebody's gonna be walking and be like, "Is it raining? What's going on here?" And like your crew chief is just sitting there, like, "Dude, there's bad. piss all over the side of the jet." It's like, "Oh, my bad." Yeah, so... How'd it go, bro? <laughs> just, just get a hose to it. Yeah. It'd be worse if it was something else. <laughs> dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool with that thing that solidifies it. Yeah, dude, it's that's pretty sweet. Cool. There's a little gel thing. But then you run like, what if you really had to pee? And that bag starts filling up. <laughs> you see the problems? These, are the, th- you, these are the things you think about, man. These are worst case scenarios. Like you're, thinking, you're like, all this stuff's got to go down. Yeah. So do you like limit your water intake? When yeah, it's a tough balance because you don't want to be dehydrated because you need to have like hydration so you feel good. But if you're overhydrated, you're like, I really don't want to have to pee. So it's like this weird balance. Yeah, I can see that. What about in long missions? Do you have snacks or something? Yeah, I guess so. You're like Fruity Pebbles? You're Dude, like- we got little snacks. Yeah, I'm just sitting there just like, all right, I'll get my lunchbox out and have my little sandwich. So on long missions, I mean, what are you doing? Doing passes? Dude, sometimes I think they'll just have like people being ready to go in case they need it. So like you're up in the air, oh. flying really high on autopilot, like waiting to be like tasked with something. I'm assuming if you're going 400 knots, you're gonna go over there and then you got to turn back. You've got like big circles that they oh, have yeah, like okay. scheduled. Okay. So it's not it's not too bad, man. It's yeah, I, I think they have like layers, you know, of just people like all right, man, stay at twenty thousand. All right, you're staying at twenty five. If we need you. Take a book with you. You're yeah. like, all right. Well, yeah, like a lot of people just like sit there and like just learn more about their jet. It's like, what does this button do? Oh, okay. What is it? I'm <laughs> you're like, I just shot the piss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the piss ejection. Okay, sweet. Oh, I'm out no. of bags now. Great. <laughs> awesome. <All right. laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, that's kind of like how it goes. It's been a lot of fun, though. What other it's random weed questions? It's interesting, man. It's a lot of cool little things. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun, dude. It's been a blast. So what's your five-year plan, eight-year plan, ten-year oh, plan? Oh, jeez, dude. Five years, like I finally moved to a place where I can like live for longer than eight months, which is going to be Minnesota. <laughs> and, Unless uh, you gave your girl to come over. Right, and then it's, I mean, you yeah. Go wherever. Like, exactly. So five years, hopefully finish up down at, in Minnesota, like get some upgrades, like be done with training, and, like start upgrading to like a flight lead and like be a two-ship flight lead and things like that and 
So you want to eventually get out of the plane? Yeah. I mean, really? I, I think so. I mean, we'll see how it goes. So, like, I've just been, in tra- but see, I've all I know is training. Mm. So like, maybe when I'm actually doing the thing, it's gonna be way better. Okay. All right. I see that. So like, I kind of gotta give the chance. Um, but yeah, dude, five years down the road, hopefully go overseas. Right, like in terms of either that's deployment or living in Germany or Italy or Japan or the places we can go. That's my like number one vacation I'm considering when I was like Japan. Japan, yeah. It's one of those things where it's so far that you better get a good three, four weeks over. Yeah. Because otherwise you're like, what are yeah. you doing? You're here for exactly, a week and you're going to you three, four days to get back? No. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that's like the five year, eight year, just kind of see where I'm going to be at in terms of flying. Like, hopefully like do some more school. Like, if the military can pay for it, if not, just, like, get it done. But is so. this, like, a career thing? Are you going to be a 20-year man? I don't th- as of right now, I don't think so. I don't think so, just because I just don't see myself being in that situation. But, like, fast forward to, like, when my contract's up, and it's like, I have no options. Like, there's no, like, jobs opening up. The airlines aren't hiring. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Then I'll probably stay in for more and more. And then if that's the case, like, if I'm at, you know, 12 years and I decide to stay in for another four, it's like I might as well just stay in for 20 yeah. to get the, the retirement bonus. So it'll be like a game time decision for that. Ideally, what would be cool is um, going back to the parachute squadron that I jumped at, be reservist, so, like, fly the plane and jump in the air, like, when I, like in the reserves and then fly for an airline living in Colorado. Because then I'm, like, knocking out my 20 years while doing something else. So that's like ideal, but it's good you're thinking about it though, dude. But I don't know, man. I always when I start daydreaming, I think of like, what if I didn't do the military? You know, what would I what I do? Because like you're like you have so many options. Like live like everybody else, you know? Yeah, man. Awesome. The grass is always greener, right? Like well, you said that, and and I think like you mentioned before, you kind of fell into this. Yeah. Like you could have fell into something that wasn't as fun, wasn't as good, something maybe you didn't enjoy. So. I think you're in a good spot. You got a lot of great stories. You got some good experience. You're, you're doing something that, like, I'm hella jealous of. I'm like, <laughs> I want to hit some G-forces. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you got a cool story. You got to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and you can't, I be, you can't be everything. You know, you can't yeah, be man. the lawyer and the doctor and the fighter pilot and whatever. Girls right now are like, oh, that's <laughs> the perfect guy. I wondered that. Like, I asked my girlfriend, I was like, is it cool that I'm a fighter pilot? And she's, she's like, like, no. Exactly. She's like, Man. Dude, that's all chicks, though. Like, all girls, they probably like you. They, they like you at some point in the beginning, and they're like, oh, he's a fighter pilot. That's so sexy. And then they date you for a while. They're like, that's boring. Nobody like, no, no one cares. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, man, like, she's like, oh, yeah, he's a doctor. I'm like, Psh, girl, I'm five jets like come on now come on tell him tell him tell how him, i do tell him what i do no like you see that plane up there <laughs> that's me i can do that but like, i guess again like dude like we we're talking about like, i just don't know man i just feel like either no one cares or it's like maybe they just run into a couple of douchey guys so i have no idea but again like there are days though when i'm sitting here in training and like how much am i actually like if you like sit back yeah it's cool and but you're like sitting back like how much am i benefiting everybody else right now like this is a lot about me 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 Right, burning up tons of fuel, trying to learn. I'm burning, you know, tons of time. But like, what am I doing outside of it? Like, I don't have a ton of time to like better myself. You know, I'm super. I'm like super lucky to be able to do like jujitsu. But even then, like you see, like there's times when I'm like, I, I can't, I can't come for like three to four weeks. And we're like, you know, man, I, I want to. Balls a lot about I that. I do get that a lot. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're flying nights, and I, yeah. I, you know, it's right during the day, and like I come in the morning a couple times, but then you have class. So it's like, 
I can make excuses all day, right? But in terms of like bettering yourself or like you have that business idea, you know, that you're having like or doing podcasts, like all these cool things that I'm like, man, that'd be really fun to do, but I can't because I'm I don't have the time. Well, you got to bide your time, right? Like you got to right now you're 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 taking a step back so you can take two steps forward. And the way you got to look at it is like eventually you will have more time. Eventually you will have more opportunities. You just got to wait right now, finish your training, and then you're going to have more time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, there will be days where you're running those crazy missions and I don't know, maybe have some podcasts with you or something. I don't know. Yeah, there it is. But besides that, I mean, you'll have time at some point. I hope so, man. Because, I mean, there's times when you're like, man, I'm not doing anything for anybody. Like, I'm not bettering. Like, you know, like that young, you know, the young self is like, oh, I want to make the world better. And like, what am I doing that's like, I'm not really doing a whole lot right now. Like you see your friends who are finishing college and like they're starting their job and they're starting a business. And you're like, that sounds super exciting, super fun. And like I can get into every day. Where now like I'm in a grind of like, man, I am just training again and again. Like for what? Like, because yeah. like ideally, I, you know, ideally like my skill set will never have to be used. Right? You don't need to fly all the time. What are you talking about? Well, like, you know, like a fighter pilot, you don't want to have to employ a fighter pilot because it's like something's gone wrong and like, if you're having to actually fight someone air to air, like oh, yeah, but your degree is in fighter piloting. True, you but have, like you have a but, degree. But what I'm spending like three extra years of my life and like tons of hours of training to is like doing something that like, like hopefully is never used. Which you know, ideally it's a deterrent. Yeah, but ultimately, I mean, you gotta enjoy this for what it is because you're doing something a very select few people do. Right. You know, you're the equivalent of like the black belt at the gym. Like very few people mm. get there, and you gotta take it for what it is now. Enjoy it for what it is now, because you could always start a business later. Right. You could always, you know, and and when you're like, oh, I'm not helping anybody out. Like very few people in their life end up helping people in that kind of way. Like maybe if you're a firefighter, you know, right. maybe if you're a police officer, maybe you get those opportunities to make the community better. But ultimately, most people don't have that kind of life. It's it's it's. Uh, that's why people get so self-centered and, and focused and tunnel-visioned on their own existence because, you know, if you're married and you have your wife that you have to take care of and then you have your kids you're trying to raise and then you got your full-time job right. and then maybe you try training a little bit, maybe you're really focusing on take care of yourself, that's probably going to take up your whole day. Right. Dude. Like Monday through Friday or, or whatever your schedule is at work. You know what I mean? That's the problem with... with our society like we work so much that we don't have enough time to do everything we want to do if you want to read a book and you want to better yourself like maybe you could fit that in there you know yeah. but you're gonna have to give up something you yeah. know it's that's that's where we're at now and that's where the u.s is now most people are on a grind most people work in two jobs yeah you know it's it's um it's not ideal i feel but it is what it is at the moment yeah that's fair that's a good point that's where you put that for sure. Also, make sure Corey doesn't listen to this because you compared me to a black belt. Like black belt, so I gotta make sure. Like Corey's not gonna acknowledge this. He's gonna right. be like, "I don't care." Good. You're never. You're not good enough. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't gotten DMs of being like, "You suck." <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But that's a good point, though, man. I think a lot of people get stuck in that, that like rut of like, "What am I doing?" But then, you know, well, I was like listening to some podcast, maybe saw a movie, but it's like talking about just like as long as you're doing something, like yeah, you're. It's a small action, maybe for like a bigger cause and it's tough yeah. like some people just want to like see the big change with a little effect or yeah they're, do they're doing a little change hoping to see a big result but it might, they might not see that that's everything right nobody has the patience anymore everybody wants to just take a pill and lose weight yeah or everybody just wants to wake up all yoked and it's like it doesn't work you have to put years into stuff right. you know just like jiu-jitsu if you want to get a jiu-jitsu 
Dude, there's nothing you can do to get good at jujitsu right away. Yeah. Nothing. Like you gotta just put in hours. You just have to. That's just the yeah. way around it. Like a lot of it is just situationals. What he do? What does I do? What can I do? How do I get out of it? What do people go for? Oh, should I be worried about this? Like that's all it is. It's life's complicated, man. But I think I think you kind of, at least the way you phrase it at times, comes off like you're you're. You're like, ah, oh, I could be doing something else. But you're doing some cool shit. You just got to bide your time. Just like basic training, you, it's a couple months of suck for, you know, the better opportunities right. or the better whatever. So you're giving up a little bit of your time now. You're taking a step back so you can take a couple steps forward. Yeah, dude, that's, that's for sure. And I, like, when you do, like, I, I am pretty lucky when I get to go to work and you're like, all right, man. Like, like you say, like, you take a step back and you're like, all right, I'm pretty lucky that, like, this is what I do. Get it, what I do. Yeah, do get a deal. So, cool, but, man. Yeah, it's been good. Um, any... Any tips you would give anybody who would want to do what you're doing? Oh, yeah, man. That's a, that's a good question. Um, as cheesy as it sounds, man, it's like just if you're younger, like really try to get good grades, honestly, because it just opens. It leaves doors open. It doesn't close anything. Your grades do. Like, yeah. Or you're talking about the education like itself. Education itself. Like if you're like just building up, like if I could give like tips to someone in high school, it's like, yo, do whatever you can to keep your grades up. And to be involved in different things. Like, don't be the guy who's just only good at grades or, like, really good at, like, basketball. Like, just be the guy who's, like, has is solid at a lot of things, right? But, like, and again, like, keeping the grades up so it, it keeps the doors open. So if you want to go to college. What was your high school GPA? Don't want to talk about that, man. Why, dog? Dude, that's is it really good or really bad? It was, it, was, it was good. It was good enough, right? Oh, that tells me you were, like, a 4.4 guy. No, dude, no. You're, like, a... Like a 4.44. Like, four. Uh, like, You're like, oh, it was all right, bro. No. You're like, I should have been a five. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It was, it was, it was like a four. I think unweighted. It was, it was a four. Oh, unweighted. So it's pretty freaking good, dude. Dude, but again, like looking back on it, I mean, high school is tough. That's for sure. But yeah, like, get good grades there, and then if it sounds cool, do it. Like no matter what it is, if someone offers up a cool trip, like some trip to, I don't know, go to South America, just do it. If it sounds cool do it because then you're going to get those experiences you're going to like separate yourself from the herd right to where like if an opportunity comes up you have an experience or a skill set that can offer something new or something like a new perspective at whatever problem you're trying to solve yeah that makes sense i mean it those are sometimes also the memories you you remember the most right like as you get old you're like oh man that trip to south america was crazy was awesome or like dude like my example like dude jiu-jitsu always sounded cool like i'll just do it jiu-jitsu is one of those things that after i signed up i was like shit i should have done this years ago yes like i should have i would be so much better if i would have signed up years when i first thought about it but yeah and it pays off and there's days you're like man i really don't want to go train today but then like you go you go in there and like that was the day like you met somebody who like was also on the edge and then you got maybe kept them around or maybe you had a really good day you learned something you wouldn't have learned or yeah met some good people i'm like dude it it just has always changed. But if it sounds cool, do it. And, yeah, if you can, like, keep your grades open, just keep your doors open. Honestly, man. Yeah. So. Hi, brother. I appreciate you doing this. This is fun. Yeah, man. It was fun. It was you know, we just did two hours, right? Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, that, I didn't ask, that's why I didn't have any questions. I was like, wow, we'll make this work. <laughs> I'll be fine. No, nah, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm sorry it took so long, but, yeah. No, no, time. you're good. Anything. I don't know if you want to plug anything. Do you have anything you want to plug? Social media or you want to oh, give a shout-out to your geez, girlfriend? Yeah. Possible. <laughs> shout-out to me. Listen more often. <laughs> this place is This is dope. Jonathan's dope. That's what's um, up. Yeah. No, All right, man. brother. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.
Bam! How was that, huh? What'd you guys think? How's that podcast? That was a fun one. I don't like to toot my own horn. I don't like to toot my own horn very often. But that was a fun podcast. Good discussion. Threw in some jokes here and there. Man, that made me jealous. Made me jealous. I like to fly a jet. I mean, that's not something you just get into. You know what I mean? Like, like motorcycles. You can't just get into a motorcycle. If you don't know how you're doing, you can't just get into it without knowing anything. Jets are like 10 times that. You can't just get into it. But how freaking cool would that be? When you talk about like just to get the plane off the ground, you're going 180 plus. That's freaking cool. Plus, I played a lot of those dogfighting games back, in, back when I was younger. Man, that's a rush. Because there's real consequences there. Which makes you really think, like, how much time and money the government invests into one of these people. And if they go into a dogfight, man, that goes out the window if something were to happen, right? Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood right now. Um, my buddy Chaz. Unfortunately, Chaz is actually stationed outside of the state now. Um, so I don't really talk to him as much as I'd like to. He's a really cool dude. Um, real cool dude. Real good jiu-jitsu. Fucking athletic as fuck, by the way. Dude's super athletic. But I think he's a crossfitter. Those crossfitters. Athletic mofos. But, yeah. By the way, by the way, Chaz, if you're listening to this right now, buddy, you're full of shit on your whole little, like, women aren't into military guys bullshit. And also, I feel like you're just not selling it right, even though you shouldn't be selling anything because I know you're deeply, deeply devoted to your girlfriend. I'm just saying, tips for your buddy, all right? You're not selling it right. If you're a fighter pilot, you don't go up to a chick and you're like, yeah, I'm, Bruce, I'm a fighter pilot, yeah. No, 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 you're just, you just gotta say it casually, like it's no big deal. Like, I'm a trash man, right? You just gotta just throw it out there. Just ease it in there. It's not a big deal. You gotta, you gotta just brush it off your shoulder like it's not a big deal. And then chicks are gonna be like, oh my God. All the ladies listening to this podcast right now rolling their eyes. I'm just saying, you're not selling it. All right, dog, I'm just selling. Which, by the way, no big deal. He's got to throw it out there. I'm just saying. But dude's, dude's a freaking stud. He's a great great speaker, by the way. After I re-listen to this podcast, I have so many like idioms that I need to get rid of, which are going to be incredibly hard to get rid of because, like I mentioned in the intro, like I get deep into... Like what I'm talking about. See, I'm doing it right now. I just did like four likes in this sentence. Doesn't make sense. I need to get rid of these, especially as I'm trying to interview people and sound somewhat competent. So annoying. But once again, this goes back to my type A mindset. He's a dude's a stud. I mean, he's a great, great jujitsu practitioner. Dude's athletic as a mofo. Freaking fire pilot. All right. Hella educated, well-spoken. Great dude. Great dude. Great dude. Hopefully one of these days he comes back here. Great dude. But overall, um, freaking fun interview. And we kind of were talking like an hour before that, that interview even started. We were just talking about random stuff. Man, I would love to get like a, like a ride along. That'd be awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd probably just barf everything I ate that day. But that'd be awesome. Right? Right? Or, or is there like a day I can show up in the military? I mean, they could check my credentials or whatnot, make sure I'm not a weirdo. But is there any way I could just show up in the military and just get in that machine that just shoots you around? You know, that one that we were talking about where it helps you get past the, the get, get your body used to the G-Shock of, of, you know, going fast. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. 
But anyways, I'm just saying, that'd be awesome. I guess I just said that, said that like four times, right? Sorry, I'm multitasking. I should probably stop doing that. So, good interview. Best of luck to my buddy Chaz. Um, I, feel like, I feel like I asked that one question about the, uh, the ejection thing, and he was like, that's bad juju to ask, you know? But I have to ask, so knock on wood for him right now. Because um, there's certain things like that, like... Like I interviewed um, somebody else, and it was there was something that was very um, what's the freaking word I'm looking for? As my pup comes in, what's up? What are you doing, little one? Um, what's that freaking word? It's a sports thing where you where you have to like do the same thing over and over, otherwise you feel like your team's gonna lose. What is that thing? What is that thing called? Um, dang it! See, Chaz, remember. He's got, he's got good vocabulary. Here, remember that one word I couldn't remember, which I've totally remembered when I re-listened to this, by the way. Um, superstitious. Hell yes, I got it. Superstitious. So I feel like I'm not on wood for him. Um, because honestly, I, I, I sometimes wonder when I interview people, if I ask them really these really deep questions, that there is something that happens in the human mind where you cope with the concepts that that you know certain things can happen with your job and you don't really think about them and you put them aside until you have to deal with them and i think some of those things in certain jobs are the case you know i've interviewed my buddy as being a firefighter which by the way rain sorry buddy i just realized that this one should have been really yours should have been released before this one but it'll go next there'll be the next big one because i think i referenced it on the podcast and i could have swore i did this interview first but whatever all i'm saying is uh is oh yeah that's another thing i gotta talk about yeah so all i'm saying is dang it i lost my train of thought all right let me go to my new train of thought see this is why when i do interviews i'm kind of just sometimes blurring things out because i don't want to forget them i often have like a notepad with me but whatever i'm not i'm not i don't right now um when i talked to Chaz about the whole like hey i've heard this thing the pilots specifically you know, hook up with each other's wives in order to kind of whatever, whatever, however I phrase it on the podcast. I talked about my buddy who's a firefighter and brought it up to him, I think, as well. I don't remember if I did, but when I listen to that podcast, I'll talk about it. Um, And I think when I rephrased the question to him, I think it made it seem like I was talking that my firefighter buddy did that, but he didn't. I was referencing referencing what... um, Rogan essentially said on the podcast, his podcast first, because I had to ask the question. It's one of those, such a, such a like juicy kind of taboo kind of question. You almost got to have to ask it, right? But in some weird monkey way, like it kind of makes sense that they would do it. But whatever, whatever. I didn't want to push the subject. You never know. You never know. So anyways, there was something else I was going to talk to you guys about, but now I've forgotten. I feel like just like when, when I do these podcasts and I interview people, that I kind of create a list of questions just in case, you know, conversation slows to a certain pace. I need to do this for the outros. I almost need to re-listen to the... Ah, so much work. I also need to re-listen to these and write notes as I'm listening to them so that I, when I do these outros, have something to go on off of, Right? Right? I mean, that's what a professional would do. Am I a professional? I'm such a douchebag that I'm probably in my mind right now. Like, yes, you are. You are a professional. You will be professional. Get a notepad. But I'm not going to redo this outro. So, 
hope you guys liked the podcast. I enjoyed it. It was a fun interview. Um, I think I think it would be fun to interview him once again once he's gotten like a few years into like fighter piloting, you know, like really getting really getting in there, like the whole like I've gone on missions and shit, you know. I've had to use that pee bag a few times. Hey, man, I'm I'm really into these Adderall pills. <laughs> By the way, those got to be Adderall, right? I would imagine. But I think it'd be fun to interview him again after maybe he's done some some missions and stuff and really talked about the anxiety or like maybe you know you know when you go through some something that like was almost life threatening and you get that that adrenaline jump or adrenaline dump. Sometimes people get it with um with roller coasters or sometimes people get it with um um. Sometimes people get it with all kinds of stuff. My whole point is, maybe he, after a dogfight, like your energy levels drop. Like uh, I think fighters often talk about that. You you get an adrenaline jump and your energy levels just just drop. You know, if you're in a dogfight for a little while and you kind of finish your dogfight, do you do you like get that? Is that an issue? Like if you still have to be out on mission for a while, I still have so many questions. But just like every podcast I do, there's always there's always like another another question another thing i forgot to ask so it'd be fun to interview some of these people again later on um but anyways there's always more dumb questions there's always questions that come up but that's it ladies i'm sure ladies and gents i'm sure i've taken enough of your time i've probably got two and a half hours of your day some of you guys are listening to this at work and you've really enjoyed this because it gave you something to think about or talk or listen to um some of you guys are like hey can you shut up already i have other things i have to do today to those people, I say, you saw the time code. You saw how long this was. Appreciate you listening, though. So that's it, ladies and gents. Oh, by the way, YouTube is gonna YouTube is gonna kick my ass when it comes to this this music, because some of you don't know. Like I upload this to YouTube and all kinds of other places, and now these little bots that they use to detect music, like that same thing you use on your phone when you're like, hey, what song is this? So I can buy it, aka probably not do it legally. Um, and you use it and it identifies a song for you. Like those same things are getting so good now where I hear people are getting copyright flagged for humming a song. And so they're getting really, really good and they're starting to hit podcasters now. And so I'm not making a profit off of this, like at all, by the way, just saying. And so they're going to try to hit me with like a, hey, now we're going to monetize your thing and we're going to take all this money. Like there's one artist in particular that's so aggressive with the way he does that. Crazy. <clears throat> sorry. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that in your, in your th- ears there. Um, so totally going to get hit somehow by somebody when I use this song. But how am I not going to use this song? This is the song to use, right? Like I try to find music that's somewhat close or does have something to do with it or just reminded me or maybe something I said in the podcast. But how am I not going to use this song? And yeah, he did talk about how the Navy is technically Top Gun and they got their own little thing, whatever. Which, by the way, how many of you guys knew about the, the Air Force version of the Blue Angels? How many of you guys knew about that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's wrong, I know. And I'm going to make a poll. I'm gonna make a, so if you're listening to this, go to my Instagram. I'm going to do a poll at some point and vote on that so I can screenshot that and send it back to him because nobody knows about that. I'm just saying I'm just saying. But back to my point. YouTube's going to kill me, probably, and then we'll see what the podcast companies do, but I don't really care. I had to use this song. It's almost like a slap in the face 
of everyone if I didn't use that song. Anyways, that's it. This, wow, this outro is way too long. All right. That's it, ladies and gents. As always, um, I just always ask if you guys enjoyed it, you know, share it with somebody, let people know about it, you know, send it to a buddy, say, hey, you got a couple hours, you got nothing going on, here you go. Um, if you don't do that, you know, I don't know, do, do it, I don't care, go do it, just go do it. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, that was my other thing. If you know anybody, especially if you know me, like you know me, like, you know, we talk, hit me up if you're interested in, in doing the podcast. Just have a talk big in mind. That's all I'm saying. Because um, it's always good to have people for the long-form interviews because they're, they're hard and few to come by. Wait, 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 what? You get what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, so do it up. Contact me if you want to do the podcast. Um, share this or like it. However you can do things on your podcasting consumption uh, application. And that's it. We'll see you guys next time.